Alrighty, guys. I know you don't want just me up here talking about what stocks I'm trading, so I'm going to go ahead and bring my good friend, David Green, on the stream. David, how we doing? What's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome, my Ben's and the family. Pleasure to be back with you guys. Woo! All right, guys, and you know where to find uh, David. We'll talk about it, but we, you can go to Wealth Builders HQ or uh, maybe his room if he's letting any more peeps in there. I'm not sure. We'll discuss that, but let me go ahead and pull David's screen up. We'll see what he's trading today. Uh, how's it been, David? Pretty good bounce back day, huh? It's been a good bounce back day, but, you know, I have to tell you, we always tell everybody uh, early in the morning trading, if you uh, had an opinion this morning, things didn't work out too well, right? We started out with the futures up and everything looking really good. But some of the stocks that we watched this morning that we always watch, like in Apple and in NVIDIA, um, you know, if you had an opinion early in the morning in these things, you were hurting for certain. So one of the, one of the things we stress is we always let everything open up and set up. You know, we don't hope in the morning that things are going to continue to go up. Um, you know, you know me, I, I certainly don't hope and I try not to even think. So if you were... Jack, be nimble today. Today really tested our trading metal. It really did. Um, things moved very, very quickly early in the morning, and technical analysis was a beautiful thing for us again today. One of the stocks we con concentrated on today was Sava. Right? Sava is one of the stocks that does what it did today. Every couple of months when some rumor comes out that their uh, drug or whatever it is being approved, it wasn't being approved, they were being investigated, they weren't being investigated. Someone, um, there was a rumor this morning that there was no wrongdoing done, you know, whatever they were doing with their drug. And this is what happened to this thing this morning, right? The stock was up 20 points this morning and got right to one of our pivot points at about 58 bucks. And you can see what happened from there. That was a nice short... <coughs> We didn't get involved in Sava until it pulled all the way down here the first time. And if you guys know, I'll go over the technical analysis we use a little bit, right? We use our four moving averages, a 9, a 15, a 65, and a 200. And you see the first time this pulled back to our 65 EMA, around 44 bucks. Uh, that was about 10.10. The stock gave us a $2 bounce. And the first time, even better. And this was a spot that we wanted to be a little aggressive at. Because now we had gone down from 55 to 41.50. This is our 200 EMA, and we quickly went from 41.50 up to 44 dollars. So again, guys and girls, everything is technical analysis. Even in these wild, crazy stocks, you just got to be patient. You got to be disciplined. You got to wait for your technical analysis to set up, and don't have opinions in things. When you have an opinion in a stock, sometimes that can get you in a lot of trouble, right? I even had a bunch of people in my room today that uh, loved Apple this morning. I love Apple, Dave. I think Apple's going to continue going up from this morning. You know, the stock went down three and a half dollars from where it was pre-market. And it really hasn't set up for a trade since then. And now we're kind of sitting right in the middle. You know what the bottom line is, Aaron? The volatility has been spectacular. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's a, a lesson that, that anyone trying to day trade, you got to learn it, whether you learn it from the get-go or you learn it the hard way. What what's what a stock is doing in the first, you know, say 15 minutes of the open from 9.30 to 9.45 is not always indicative of, of what that stock's going to do for the rest of the day, right? A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> and we always, my mantra in the morning is take it easy. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to trade. We traded, you know, 10 minutes after the market opened but when things set up for us to trade. So 
the, the important thing is to not get caught in the hype before things open and have a position because we think something is going to do continue going. Um, we're looking at Tesla right now, guys. And Tesla made a low of 886 this morning. Look at that giant bounce that it had. And we just had a short set up right around 905.18. And we can see, look at this. We were a little late getting there, guys and girls. But this is our 65 EMA, right? So let me explain to you guys what just happened here. When a stock is going up, we look for levels to short it based on our technical analysis. That is a resistance level. So this stock just exactly hit our 65 EMA at $905.34 and gave you a quick $2 trade. These are the types of trades that we're looking for all day long. And we would have been in and out of the trade already. You know, if you make between $1.50 and $2 in Tesla, that's a great trade. But here's your technical analysis. Now, if we bust through here in Tesla, and the market is really starting to take off right now, right? I'll show you in a minute. 908.44 is our 200 EMA in Tesla. That would be the next spot that I want to short Tesla. Now, I do not recommend beginning traders running in and trading Tesla. If you're going to, you just trade it with a much smaller size. But you can see how after a stock went up, 886, 9, $18, it hit that little resistance there and gave a little trade. So the next spot, and I'm going to put a little order in, guys, in Tesla at 908.40. I'm going to look at NVIDIA in one sec, guys. The whole market's getting some big leggy poo-poos now, so let's take a look. We'll put a little order in Tesla just to prove the theory, and I don't trade more than 10 and 20 shares of Tesla, but there are people in my room that'll trade four or 500 shares of Tesla when it lines up. I'm going to put an order exactly where it tells me to at 908.43. There is my last order. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, it, it looks like Netflix is having a little breakout right now, too. Everything's having a little breakout. We just shorted a little Myrna here. Let me take a look and see why. I don't know if I wanted to do that with the market doing this, but we're in a small hmm. Myrna. I left this order out there. Let's try to cover a little, guys, if we get to uh, 267 in Myrna. Keep it tight in Myrna. Let's just have a 50 cent stop. Shorted Myrna because we had a little 15-minute EMA up there that it kind of just got through. So we'll try to get a couple of bucks out of Myrna. Otherwise, we'll keep it very tight and see if we can get a little pullback from here. But if we look at the whole market, the whole market is just really exploding now. So you got to be careful on the short side of anything right now, right? The whole market's going up. Uh, what did you just mention, Aaron? Netflix. Netflix, let's take it's a service that you can stream uh, show, shows and movies on. <laughs> yeah, let's take a little look longer term. I mean, right now it looks great. Look, there isn't any stock that doesn't look great. Everything looked like crap 15 minutes ago, and now everything looks really good. Uh, let's take a look a little longer term. In this. I'm on a one-minute chart. Let me get to a five-minute. Yeah, I mean, it's breaking out like every other stock that we're watching right now. Um. Let's go daily in Netflix and see where we're at. I mean, Netflix has gotten really beat up, right? So we're starting to see a little turn here in Netflix. So let's see where we're at. We're at a little resistance at 602, and then we got nothing up until really uh, 618. Now, this is quite a reversal we're having this morning, huh? Look at us now. Let's check the spiders. We're almost at a double top in the spiders. Almost. This morning's high. I think we just went through it, as a matter of fact. We did. We just went through the double top in the spiders. 
Oh, look at that, guys. All right, we covered a little Myrna. So let me show you our Myrna, what we just did. Again, this was based on a 15-minute chart. Let me show you guys. So very, very important. I'm going to give you guys a, a real treat uh, next week if you allow me to. Uh, let's just cover the rest of this at 267 if we can, guys, and try to get 50 cents out of it. Give me one second, Adam. Let me just get this order out there. This week is our boot camp, right? And I usually um, am we're out. So let me show you this, guys. We just picked up 50 cents on a Myrna trade based on our 15-minute EMA. We sold it short at 267.50, and we bought it bought back at 267. Very, very important. This is what I want to talk to you guys about, if it's all right with Aaron. Next week is our boot camp, okay? And I don't usually come on with you guys, but if you allow me, Aaron, for that half hour next week, um, I will come on and give you guys whatever portion of our boot camp that we're doing for a half hour. And what it's going to be next Tuesday is exactly what we just looked at. Chart setup, technical analysis, and learning how to read our charts on multiple time frames. So just the, the next Tuesday, same time? Next Tuesday, same time. Yeah, and I'll give you guys a treat. I'll give you actually part of the actual live boot camp that we're going to do. Beautiful. Let's do it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, guys, everybody get in and out of Myrna for a quick 50 cents there. Is good. Let me check Tesla, see what that's doing. All right, so look at Tesla, everybody, okay? It got to 907.90. We were order, offering it 908.40. We missed that by 50 cents, right, in a $900 stock, and it just gave a $3 trade for that level. Oh, we'll cancel it now because we didn't get it. But again, that would have been another perfect te technical analysis setup. So I'll share with everybody, guys, what we're using um, for technical analysis. We use four moving averages, a 9, a 15, a 65, and a 200. And the easiest way I can put this, when a stock is going up, we look for it to hit resistance and get short. And when a stock is going down, we look for it to hit the support and get long. Next spot to short Myrna, let's take a look. And sometimes we have 10, 15 trades in the same stock the same day. Yeah, so now we're looking at Myrna, right? We took our little profit out of the trade. Our next resistance is our 65 EMA at 270.11. But when, we, when we're using our technical analysis, guys and girls, we don't think, I try not to think, they can get you in trouble, especially during trading. And we certainly don't hope. Right? I don't hope something's going to happen in the stock. I wait till it does. My chart tells me what to do, and that's where we put our orders. If it gets to those levels, it's a beautiful thing. If it doesn't, we look for another trade. So my 65 EMA is at 270.11. That's where my order is. We'll wait and see if the stock gets there. Um, sell short the date by long the date. Fuel yeah, Matty, I, he, he was throwing out a calendar, a call calendar spread on AMD. I've never done that, David, full disclosure. I've never done a calendar spread. I'm just looking for some some straight-up calls or puts to buy. I've got about $800 <laughs> in my Robin Hood to, to use before the end of the year, so... Uh, if anyone's got any good trade ideas, put put them in the chat. I'm not going to say I'll go out and, and do it, but I'll, I'll look at it. And if I also like it, then I'll uh, I'll, I'll do it. Excellent. Yeah, um, look, I'm the first to tell you I am no options expert. I know what I know, and I know some things about options, but we have people in the room that are option experts, and they'll do calendars, and they'll do spreads, and they'll do all that stuff. Um, basically, I think what Matty Ice is saying, it is a bullish call. Can we just say that, Matty? It's a bullish call on AMD to go higher than where the stock is right now. Let's go daily. 
And again, all these chip stocks have been extremely, extremely volatile for the last week or so, right? Yeah. If we look, if we look at AMD, guys, and again, you guys want to talk technical analysis? We went from 164 and hit our 65 EMA at $130. Look what happened when we hit that. I don't think we went below it by 50 cents and gave a nice swing trade for 10 or $12. Now we're right in the middle of everything. We need to get above, and we're not that far away. No, it's like 141. If we get back above 141 in AMD, then this little downturn has taken its course and we can start going higher from there. But look at NVIDIA too. NVIDIA has had the same kind of ride, right? Look at this. And it did the same thing. NVIDIA hit our level at 270. This was yesterday, I think, guys, right? Room people? Did NVIDIA hit 272 for us yesterday or 269? Yeah, I want to show you guys a weekly chart in NVIDIA. And we had a level in weekly chart of $269. It hit that by a few pennies yesterday and is up $12 today. So 269 was a great entry into NVIDIA yesterday. So now everything's kind of, what up, Easy Mike? Um, we got to wait for the next move in the market now. You know, NVIDIA could be a better buy from here if we get going. It's already been a very, very good day for us. So when we're having a good day, we tell everybody who's trading to cut your size, either that or just leave, or, but certainly cut your size for the rest of the day. And we'll see what the next trade that sets up is. Um, anyone out there want to talk about any individual stocks? Please pop them up there. We'll take a look. Let's see if we can find something for Aaron. There was a couple of stocks that I really liked, but they, they reversed. UPST was one that we really liked, but it's had a nice turn up. Again, you know, all these stocks are still in major downtrends. Facebook, let's look at Facebook. Palantir. All right, so Facebook. Now, part of what we do, everybody, is also a little common sense, right? Facebook, we have a little level that might be assured at 330.50. But I'm looking at the overall market, and the market is just ripping up here. So common sense is going to tell me that I am not going to short the stock there. I'd rather be long Facebook than short. But here's a lesson that we're going to talk about next week, right? Let's look at other time frames on the chart and see if we can find another level that works. And people in my room already popped it up there. On a four-hour chart, we have a level, the short Facebook, right here at 332.48 on a four-hour chart. So if Facebook continues up here to that 332.48 level, that is going to be a short for us. And when I'm looking at stocks like Facebook now, my, my first inclination is to be long. I want to be long if it can pull back to one of our trend lines. If it gets really stretched out for a short, then we're going to get into that trade short. Myrna was a stock that we looked at this morning. And Myrna is always crazy wackadoodle, right? But when we got Myrna down to this level, and I think it was right around 260, we started buying a little. And we bought 260 and we bought 258. I don't think we got 256. We did not. But look at the relative strength in Myrna, guys, down here about 10 o'clock. It was down around 11. So for those of you who aren't familiar with relative strength, when a stock gets below 20 relative strength, chances are we're going to get a rebound. And when a stock gets below, above 80 relative strength, chances are we're going to get a pullback. So when we had a relative strength down here about 11, you can see what the stock did from a low of 258 to a high of 264 in the next 10 minutes. So as a little tip for everybody out there, and maybe you want to write this down, when stocks get a, a relative strength of 20 or lower, 
Start looking for the stock to reverse. Eventually, it's going to. Stocks don't stay that oversold for that long a period of time. Okay, so that's just a little. Uh, Myrna was beautiful this morning. We had four trades. Yes, we did. AVCT Prani Mui. Let's look at a firm. A couple of questions about a firm I see on that. Let's take a look. A firm's another stock that's been absolutely obliterated, right? Yeah, I mean, it got as high as around $165, now now around 100 But, um, yeah, it's it's hard. It, it looks like on the past week or so, we've found some sort of a level where it likes, where it's not just going up and down crazy like it had been. Correct. So here's the gig now. If you're looking at this stock, you know, and, again, if I was going to buy this stock now, it would be through options. I wouldn't buy the stock. You know, and we've made a clear low. We made it twice, around $92 and $92. So, you know, we have a little resistance at 101. We have a little resistance at 111. On a rebound, I could see us getting to 120. So if I was looking, and again, I'm not recommending anybody, but if I'm looking at a firm, I have my firm stop in at 92, and maybe we can get 20 points out of it if it starts to um, rally up a little bit from these lows. I think Roblex did the same kind of thing, right? It's another stock that got, not, not as bad, but kind of the same thing we went there. I'll tell you what we were looking at a little bit. Uh, we were looking at DKNG and 10 D factor, right? So look at DKNG. And we were talking about this in, in the mid 20s. And it's finally getting a little bounce, right? So we're coming to a big level in DKNG now, and it's not too far away. My daily resistance is 3040. Okay. So if we can get above this 3040, which we're only like 30 cents away from, we have a nice room up to like 39. Let me just check the weekly. Yeah, the weekly too. So my next, if we have bottomed in Donkey Kong, and again, I know it's DraftKings, I could easily see this stock going back to 35 bucks. So let's clear this little 3050 area here. That's huge. So what I mean by that, why that's so big, guys and girls, that would be reversing a major downtrend for what? A month and a half? So this is a gigantic level. But I mean, so, so if you... If you if we're going to see DraftKings Donkey Kong come back to $35, it, I mean, it's already up, what, 7 8% today? So so right. we couldn't really – would we be looking for a move like that today or for the, through the rest of the week into next week? Again, the only way – and let's take a look. I'll take a look at the options for you. The only way I would play this stock is with options. If you're going to be long this stock in a longer-term portfolio, well, there's your sign on the land, 26, right? Let's get up the option chain and see what we got going here. So let's look at some 35 calls, right? Now, this is just a way to do it. All right, guys, we're going to cancel Myrna. Let me get this. Uh, hold on one sec. No orders, guys. So this would be a great way to do DKNG with not a lot of risk. You know, Adam, you might want to throw 50 bucks at this. <laughs> let's see. So let's go out to next week. Let's go out to next week, 10 days away. And we can see 35 calls are 24 cents, 25 cents, right? That gives you 10 days. Now, the stock doesn't have to get to 35 in order to start making money. It just has to break through here and start going higher, right? So you're talking about a $24 investment. If we can get through this 30, 40, 30, 50 level, it's 25 bucks for a contract. You know, if the stock goes to 31, these are going to double. If it goes to 32, they're going to be 75 cents. So that's the way to play it if I was going to play DKNG, and I'm sure the chart on um, 10 looks exactly the same. So you want a cheap way to get in this thing? 
you buy some calls for next week for 25 cents and see if you can get the breakout above 30 40. That's what I would be looking at in DKNG. And again, when you buy an option, right, you can only lose the amount you put in. So each contract is $24. That's all you can lose. That's it. That would be the way to do it. Can I go over that again, Zachary? I'll go over it again when we uh, when we get out of uh, Benzinger with these guys. BB has nice options just open. Let's take a look. Yeah, a couple things, guys, for my Benzinger peeps, okay? Um, we're here at 10. We're here today, tomorrow, and Thursday. So anyone who wants to come visit us for the next three days, it's dgreen927 at yahoo.com. Next week is our boot camp. We have no visitors. But if you want to come hang out for the next three days, send me an email and I'll give you a link. But you'll yeah, be okay. able to get it. You'll be able to get a taste of the boot camp if you join us next Tuesday, same time, 11.30 a.m. <coughs> um, David's going to give us a special little treat, so we're excited for that. Yeah. All right, let me explain to you why I would not have done Tesla the second time up there, guys, because it busted right through, right? So, Brendo, here's what we look at. We just missed getting in that short the first time by less than a dollar, and it gave a quick $4 profit. And this is good for everybody. Again, write it down. When a stock tests a level for the second time, it is more likely to break through that level. It's just not going to be as strong. So here would have been our trade. We would have taken 2 $3 on it. Second time up, I am not making that trade anymore. So just look technically at my chart, right? We have 9.18, and then we have a double pop it made this morning at 9.20. This looks to me now like it's setting up for a better buy. So if we can get a pullback down to the 9.01 level, I'd be a buyer in Tesla now. That would be down 10 points from where we just were. It would be in the uptrend. Hopefully it holds that uptrend, and we start going back up again from there. Again, everything is technical analysis. No, SoFi, we do not have a position. Well, some of my people in the room have a little position in SoFi. But we got back this again, back in this again at 14. We got out of it at 15. First time we got in at 14, we sold between 21 and 23. We got back in at 14, I think, last week when I was with you guys, and we sold the 1575. I personally don't have a position in SoFi anymore. I'd like to see it get down to like the 13 level, and then I'll be starting to load up on that again. But yes, my story's still intact. I still like uh, SoFi long term. 100%. I like it a lot. UPST, 147.16 on a 30 minute chart. And we have a pivot point up there for a short. So that works, Chris, if we get that. Everything right now, guys and girls, looks like a better buy. Right? I mean, the trend is your friend, guys. Look at the market, right? So that's another important lesson. I'm not looking to short stocks now, guys, unless they give me a far from moving opportunity or I see something that is really stretched out. I want to be a buyer of stocks. When the market's going up like this, I need stocks to pull back to my levels so that I can buy them now. I, I mean, that's just trading one-on-one, guys and girls. Don't fight the trend, right? And don't have an opinion. And it's amazing what these stocks are doing after what they did this morning. And, you know, they're coming back a little bit. You know, NVIDIA was 286 this morning. The stock went down 15 points. Trying to climb back up there again. Pfizer took 50% on foots today. Overnight trade, mark contract, but very nice elite trading. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good for you. What about, so we've been having a lot of people ask us about Disney. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about Disney, okay? Because we had a couple of traders in the room get in this stock on the weekly level. And look at the chart again, guys. We had a stock go from 203. Our weekly level, guys, was 142.10. 
it changed a little bit. The stock hit 142.04. So this is a swing trade, okay? When it's, any stock hits a weekly level, especially at Disney, that was down what? 30%, right? That was a spot to get into Disney. And now look now, you know, it gave you a nice trade and now we're kind of hanging right in the middle of everything. But if you guys can get some technical analysis up on your charts, these moving averages, I don't care which one you use, and you look for stocks to hit daily and weekly levels after having gigantic moves like this, that is a spot to start investing in these stocks or certainly getting in for a trade. So again, that's where we were looking at Disney and now we're kind of right in the middle. Would I do anything in Disney now? No. I wouldn't do anything in Disney now. It's right in the middle of everything on a daily and a weekly chart. But the opportunity but, but was there. But, but for a guy like me, I mean, I, I, I'm 24. I, I, I'm pretty confident that 20 years from now, when I have, if, if when I have kids, Disney's still going to be around, right? 100%. And it'll be much higher than it is right now. Yes. Okay. Because that's the way of the world. But for, you know, investors who aren't in any of these stocks, these are the kind of opportunities we look for to start getting in if you're not in a stock. Look, do I think it matter if you buy Disney at 140 or 150 right now? Five years from now? No, I don't. I don't at all. You know, Apple's a stock you guys know I've owned for 30 years, right? But I sold a bunch of my Apple when it got really stretched out on a daily and a weekly level. Now I'll look to get back in if we can get some pullbacks to levels where I can just put back, uh, replace what I sold. But no, a stock like Disney, I love forever. A stock like Apple, I love forever. You know, stocks like that are not going anywhere. Yeah. Disney that's how I am. I, I think so. I've got my list of stocks that I like to trade that are that are volatile, you know, that I like to mess around with options on. Then I've got my stocks that I just love long term that I that I don't plan on ever selling. You know, my Apples, my NVIDIAs, my Disney's. But NVIDIA's another one, yes. Yeah. And that's what you should be doing at 24 years old. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I have socks that are older than you, so I'm in a little different position. But for anyone out there who's watching us that is Adam's age or younger, around that age. Aaron. Aaron, I'm sorry. Um, is around that age. Instead of, you know, buying a new Apple iPhone, I'd rather buy one share of Apple. You're going to do both anyway, but buy the stock also. All these stocks, the, the ones that we're talking about, are going to be around forever. I mean, uh, all right. Well, anything can happen anytime. I know we got to go. dgreen927 at yahoo.com. Send me an email right now. I'll let you guys in my room. Benzinger Pro, everybody out there should be using Benzinger Pro. We give a two-week free trial on Benzinger Pro. Please, everybody, I could not trade without using Benzinger Pro. It's important to me as all of my moving averages. Thanks for the time. Beautiful. Well, we, 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 we have a few more minutes. If you've got a couple more minutes to hang out, I just yeah, want to sure. uh, ask the chat one last time. Uh, if you've got any stocks you're looking at, throw them in the chat. We'll take a look at the chart. Uh, and let us know. It'll be helpful, too. If you throw a ticker in the chat, let us know what time frame you're looking at on it. Are you looking at it for a long-term investment? Are you looking at it for a quick trade? Um, and, and then we'll be able to have a better idea when we're looking at it, kind of where what lens you're looking at it on. I love K. Hey, guy. Yes, Sally. Great job in TQQQ. One of the traders in my room was buying TQQQ this morning. He started at 148, added at 147 and 146, and the stock is now 151 thinking we get a turnaround in the uh, in the market. So that was great. Guys, it's holy mackerel. KK is in the room still asking about Neo and Baba. All right, um, Aaron, you pick and I will talk about it. Between uh, Baba and Neo? Uh, let's go Baba. All right. 
Baba's up today. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Baba. I keep thinking, okay, we finally reached the bottom and then it keeps moving lower. So it's a tough, tough stock only because of what's going on in China. You know, do I think Baba's going anywhere? Probably not. I do not think it is. And if it's not, I mean, the stock is ridiculously cheap, right? We got to $108. This is another one, guys. If we get above like 125 I mean, we have a gap to fill up to 160 I'm not saying it's going to do that, but I'm just going by technicals, right? If we get above 125 in Baba, we reverse this little daily downtrend. I don't think the stock's going anywhere. That's just my personal opinion. So above 125 would be my signal in Baba that we might get the old clear and get a bigger bounce from it. You know, it's not like their earnings were bad or anything. Their earnings are always good. So Baba now, is... People... People are just scared of these Chinese oh, names in general. But, I mean, like you said, compared to other companies, Baba is trading at well below the average, you know, to sales ratio, all this stuff. So so it's no doubt cheap. It's just people don't right. want to take on that risk right now. That's exactly right. I mean, fundamentally, the stock is is very, very cheap, fundamentally. But, you know fundamentally doesn't mean anything. A stock is worth what willing what people are willing to pay for it, right? And it's not worth what people want to sell it for. Let's look at NEO. Kind of the same situation in NEO, right? You know, we finally got a little turnaround from the $27 mark. I mean, long term, the first thing that NEO has to clear is $31.20. That's the first spot that NEO has to clear to even think about starting going up from here. So that's what I think about it. And that's not that far away. $31.20, $32.70. My no, I mean, it, it, if we keep moving the way we are today, we could hit that today. Uh, yeah, we could. Where's the trade? Let's look. Twenty nine ninety four. I'm seeing yeah, right now. Almost thirty bucks. I'll tell you what my first inclination is as a trader, okay? Because I'm not long term in this. I'll be shorting the stock if it gets to thirty two seventy, because that is a huge level of resistance coming up from twenty eight bucks. I would be shorting it there for a trade, looking to make a buck or two on a pullback. But that's different than all right. Let's let's talk about long term because I think that's what people want to talk about. So we'll talk about long term. What else we got? How can we join the boot camp? Rick, send me an email, and we'll get you in for the next three days. We'll take it from there. What else we yep. got, Aaron? You want to look at something else? We got another minute. Yeah, we got one more minute. Um, let me see. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer from Miami wants us to look at Ford. Aha. Good old Ford. Ford to me, again, okay, this is just a long, long-term hold in Ford if you like it. Um, the chart looks spectacular. Am I going to start a long-term investment in Ford, me personally, at $21 up from $11, you know, six, seven months ago? I would probably look for a little bit of a pullback for a better entry to get involved. But I, you know, they're into the EV stuff now. I don't think they're going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I think they're in better shape than they ever were uh, uh, now forward. But I'd look, I'd try to get a little bit of a pullback uh, before I got involved in the stock on a longer-term basis. Yeah, I mean, you guys got to remember, Ford was like a $7 stock at the start of the year. It's $18 now. Yeah, exactly. So. We're going, we're talking 7 bucks. Exactly. So the stock is up 200%, you know, basically in, in a little more than a year. So not bad not bad all right if you're a shell well we'll do last one um ryan uh ryan from tallahassee wants wants us to look at fubo yes another stock that has gotten beaten gotten down. absolutely decimated 
right? SmackDown. They got the, the WWE Raw SmackDown <laughs> on Fubo. $62 to $17. So I look at this as even if you want to start getting in long term, right? I mean, we'll forget it. We're finally starting to turn a little bitsy, witsy, witsy. Number one, I'd probably do options upside, you know, maybe 20, 25 options. But if you want to buy the stock now, okay, here's your line in the sand. You know, the low that it made recently is $15. Let's just call it 15 You want to try try to a little longer-term investment in this, you buy it, and your stop is 15 If the stop breaks the recent low, then it probably heads lower than that. So there's probably some decent risk reward in this, right? Stock down from, I don't even count 60, but let's say it's down from 30. Stock down from 30 that hit 15, it's got cut in half. There's good risk reward if you have a $2 stop in this and you want to buy a little bit right now, technically. Yeah, that was crazy. This stock got all the way up to 60 bucks, but that was back in uh, February when we had a lot of a lot of stocks just kind of running. But um, so, so what, what would be your sign? Would we got to cross a certain point before you like Fubo on the upswing coming back up? Well, not even if you really believe in the story and you like it, you could buy a little right here, but your line in the sand has to be 15 if it goes down. So, you know, you're risking two bucks here. And, you know, if you get a little turnaround, maybe you get four or five dollars at, at the upside, maybe more. So I'm saying for anyone who likes this story and likes it long term, you can buy some here, but you're lying in the sand as if it goes down two bucks. That's it. Beautiful. All right, guys, smash the like for David. Send him an email, dgreen927 at Yahoo. I'll throw that up on the screen one more time. Uh, he'll let you come out, check out the room for the rest of the week as well as he'll be back on next Tuesday with us, showcasing his uh, boot camp. So excited about that. David, if I don't speak with you before the weekend, enjoy your holiday, the time off on Friday. Um, yeah. You too. Everybody have a great holiday. Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. And we'll see everybody in the room on next Tuesday. And Aaron, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Of course. All righty, y'all. That was Catch David. Catch you later, David. Oh. Is, is my mic on? Yeah. I okay. I wasn't sure. Am I, is my, if my volume's quiet, let me know. I'll, I'll ah, you, sound, okay. you sound good. I cool. agree, KHH. Dave is the man. Um, you know, I aspire to, to do some of the things he's doing. He's been doing it a couple of years longer than I have, but someday, someday I'll be there. I mean, the guy basically retired and moved to Boca that, or, that's... or somewhere around Boca. I don't know exactly where David is, but you get the idea. South, South Florida, right? That's, that's the idea, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just chilling down in Florida, yeah. making some trades, be yeah. done by 11 a.m. every day. Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. hit the golf course, go fishing. It'd mm-hmm. be nice. Mm-hmm. But I like to build here at Benzinga, too, so I, I'd probably be doing that as well. Building is fun. Building is Producer fun. Aaron Thomas is lurking. What do you want, man? What's up? He, you he, just he, making wait, sure. come say hi. You want to come say hi? He's got a, oh, no, Aaron's got a cool come outfit Come on, on man. Today. No, Aaron's Aaron, got a cool outfit Aaron. on today. Come on. Come say hi. Come show us your hat. Show us your hat, man. Yeah. All right. It's Producer Aaron Thomas, everyone. Say hi, producer Aaron Thomas. What's up? What's up? How's it going, everybody? Happy holidays. Nice hat, man. Thank you. Where'd you get it? Eddie Bauer. Eddie, it says Eddie Bauer. I know, but from from this, it was Ready Bauer. Because the yeah, right there. Look, wait, wait. Turn right. See the the R almost looks like it's part of the Eddie. So it looked like Ready. Thank you. It wasn't just me. I don't know if it was like a pun because I it's a, like a red hat. I'm wearing a fully Eddie Bauer outfit. <laughs> I had no idea. And I, this show is sponsored by. <laughs> to be sponsored by Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Thomas, Merry Christmas, man. Thank you, thank you. Happy New Year. All that good Merry stuff. Christmas, happy New Year. Double Aaron. Everybody, like and subscribe. All right.
Peace out. I don't, know if, I don't know if anyone could hear Aaron. I just no, he said like and subscribe if you didn't hear him. Yeah. Um, he also, all right. yeah. I, speaking of New Year and uh, Happy New Year and, and all that stuff, I have a, an ask, a small ask to make of, of all of you kind people watching our show right now. Um, I just put a link in the chat, and I'm going to bring the link up on the screen. Okay, This is the Benzinga YouTube 2022 improvement survey it is completely anonymous we are not asking for any of your information i i don't we're not going to know who you are when when you when you uh fill it out but we are asking for feedback from our great community what do you like what don't you like what do you want to see next year okay the link is in the chat um it is obviously completely free and we encourage any and all participation because uh, we take feedback very seriously here good bad otherwise we we live off of feedback it is a it is a culture it is a part of the culture that uh, our founder jason Raznick um Im- imbued in us um uh imbued in the company from from the early days here it, it is it is critical to the growth of of our business uh, is feedback from the from the community because we we work for you we're not doing this for our our health we we do it for the community and so um if there's anything you want to see for next year drop it in the survey is the survey covid free yes the survey is covid free uh you can do it from your quarantine you can do it from your lockdown you can do it from the park wherever do it from anywhere actually i suppose you need a wi-fi connection to do it from somewhere so um i have another ask too we're asking a lot today Wait, mike mike says mike i don't we don't care how new how long you've been doing this what do you want to see what do you want to see man tell us what you want we will do our best to make it happen what was your ask my ask was that uh if, if you go to if you have robin hood go to the homepage. Um, you can click on little three dots on the articles to give feedback. There's a bunch of Benzinga articles on the homepage. Please go there and click. I like this. Uh, you know, it, it gives us valuable feedback, feedback. Um, uh, it gives Robin hood valuable feedback. So if you have an account, um, yeah, if, if you it. have a Robin hood account, it, it, it helps us if when you see our headlines in the app, to just tell Robin hood that you like it. How are they going to know you like it if you don't tell them you're gonna, that you like it? And plus, it makes us feel good about ourselves. But it's mostly so, so they know that you like it. Uh, okay, so end of year survey. Just uh, I'll, I'll put that back in the chat, and I'll make sure it's in the description of the, vi- of the video, of this video, um, in case it's not. So, uh, okay. AB, how are we doing today? Uh, market broadly higher? Yeah, yeah. So it, we're in a good mood? Yeah, we, we um, you know, we, we talked about this yesterday. It was going to be interesting to see uh, Easy Mike's once, once more AB in the street. We'll make that happen, all right? Yeah, more AB in the street. Also, Jay Rice. Let me, all right. <laughs> what? I got to send Jay Rice swag, I guess, if I haven't already. <laughs> all right. Uh, Aaron, can you promise to send out the swag before you leave today? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay, thank you. You um, guys heard it here. He promised on the stream he will send out. We got like a dozen people that we, we that we owe swag to 
He will send it out before he leaves for the day. Let me see if. Uh, okay, yeah, that that. Okay. That one, I think, still has to get sent out. All right. Jay Rice, we are sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Jay Rice a little extra treat in there for the holiday oh, for, for me being late. Um, but hey, I, I, I still I, – what, what, up, what up, Richard, Judge? How we doing? I still need something to YOLO trade before the day is over because here's the way I see it, right? Mm-hmm. I, this, is, this is your last show for the week. Uh, it's my last show for the week. I've got about $800 in buying power in my Robin Hood. Now – So is that 1600 with the leverage, or is that no, that, no, no? I turned margin off. Oh, you turned the margin off because I thought I thought I thought if I turned margin off, I would. Uh, um, Jay, I don't, I don't think uh, you're gonna get the swag before Christmas Day, unfortunately. <laughs> I can see. I'll, I'll see if there's an express Jay, delivery. Have, Jay, haven't you heard? Supply chains are all clogged, bro. 2022 Christmas Day, you can wear it all day. Um, I I turned margin off because I thought if I did that and it was a cash only account, maybe that I could uh, like get out of my uh pattern day trading jail or as mm-hmm. ryan faluna told me yesterday i'm not in day trading jail yet i'm in the cop car if i behave well uh they might let me go with a warning yes. so that's that's the status i'm in right now okay. but i have to sit in this cop car for like 90 days and behave well for 90 days which is very hard for me it is um, but i don't know how long i mean how long has this been going on since like a month so it should only be like 60 days I, now i don't think it's been a month is it 90 trading days or 90 days in general you know, I'm never quite clear about that. Because it's when, 90 trading days, that's like that might as well be like a year. I, I isn't that like half the year? No, that's I don't know. Ca- yeah, um, it's gotta be a lot. I'm never quite clear when, when in the context of stock of stocks and the market, we, when, whenever people refer to days, I never know. Are they referring to like market days or like days days? Um, regardless, Aaron, I have a stock for you to trade. Okay. For for today. And it's an easy one, and it's cheap. Well, I shouldn't say it's cheap. It's low priced. BlackBerry. I uh, know. I think I think options just opened up on BlackBerry, too. Or... They have earnings tonight, my man. Are you in or are you out? Um, <laughs> are you in or are you out? I'm in. I don't know if I'm in long or in short. I'll have to do some digging. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, Srinivasa. Srinivasa says it's 90 days. So it's three months. All right. So it's been like two weeks, man. But you, you never even... I need 27k. Wait, how do I? Ma- I yeah, Brian, I need to. Yeah, I would love to make 27k off this 800 dollars. If you got any ideas, let me know. But my so so my thing is, I could pull this 800 dollars out. Uh, you know, buy my buy my family something nice for Christmas. My siblings and mom <laughs> why and everything. Why would you do that? But why? But wouldn't it be cooler if if I used that 800 dollars and made like five grand and then i could use that for even better christmas presents mm, the, the logic is sound and then if i go broke i, I i've got some uh benzinga swag i can i can bring the down. logic is sound i see no problems with there it, it, it sounds all good to me tesla option easy i've been getting killed in tesla options every time i trade it it just goes the other way you gotta sell a premium man you I, gotta I, sell I, yeah you gotta sell i can do credit spreads i don't have enough collateral to like actually sell puts or calls outright okay can can I let me do this? Let me look at BlackBerry for you, okay? I'm gonna go to a um, uh, a place, and I'm gonna look up what BlackBerry does after earnings. Well, okay? Bla- well, okay. So give me the give me the story on BlackBerry because I know they uh, <laughs> meme stock story. No, I, no, okay. no, 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 no. But I'll, I know I'll, they're like rebranding okay, as like okay. a what? It's like a five G play okay. now. What? What is? Uh, what? I, I'll give you the story. I owned BlackBerry. You own a BlackBerry phone? No, no. I mean, like, I owned the stock. Okay. Like, I got talked into it. Okay. This was in, like, I don't know, February or before, January? Before it ran up? 
Yeah, yeah, but before it ran up, I got talked into BlackBerry. And then I sold it. Oh gosh. Uh I don't I don't I don't remember when I sold it. Um I I, I didn't participate in the whole move. Uh but I I did I got talked into it uh on the way up. Here, let, let's do this. Let, let's pull up a chart. I'm sharing a crypto heat map, but let's share a different screen. Let's pull up a BlackBerry chart here. Um get in my handy dandy Benzinga Pro. Bring it up on the screen. Okay. I mean, they've beat their last two quarter. Wait, this makes no sense. It's in. Is this wrong, Spencer? What? It says Q1 2022 beat Q2 2022. Uh, their fiscal year could be just off. You know what I mean? They're already in 2022. Could be. Wow. All right. Well, wow. then I'm bullish because they're <laughs> they're they're ahead of us. That's it. <laughs> Yo, they're already in next year. Yeah. So all right, they're I, so far ahead. Of I us. got talked into BlackBerry. Um, at like I think it was like seven dollars or eight dollars. This is in January, um, and I sold it. I think at like twelve. Um, All right, I, I'm sold. We're buying. Calls. So no, no, no. But but the idea was the idea was you're right. It is a five. It's a five G play. They're, it, they, they're right. not. I'm just saying what's like. So obviously BlackBerry was a smartphone uh, manufacturer seller. Whatever, one of the biggest. Yeah. Now that is not the, the sure, core business. Right, model. right, right. What so is the core the business? O- model the now? other core business was every connected car needs to have an insane amount of software, right? All cars today have insane amount of computer, right? like a gajillion computers in them, right? BlackBerry, it, the the idea here is that BlackBerry would be like the leading provider, uh, one of the leading providers of software and computers for for connected cars. Make sense? So if you think of every car as a as a as a computer on wheels, then BlackBerry is like the software inside the computer on wheels. That was the idea. Um, now has that played out? Well, not not really. And so now it's a meme stock. But let's pull up uh, BlackBerry's earnings history here, and let's take a look and see how it behaves out of its report. So let's do this. Let's take a look. All right. BlackBerry. Um, on the day of its... Oh, this is tough. On the day of BlackBerry earnings... So the day after. So that would be like tomorrow because it reports tonight. On, on the day after. Uh, this stock... Oh, it's 50-50, man. Ver- higher versus lower. There's really... There's no real trend. Um yeah, that's tough. Um, oh man, yeah, there is not a great trend here. Okay, so this is in, uh, no, it's 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 not. Okay, Proton seventy three. I remember my mom had a Palm Pilot. I used to play on that thing. Fun, good times. Um, all right, I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm in. I'll, I'll buy some BlackBerry calls if they hit. Great, everyone's getting uh, whatever they want for Christmas. If they don't, then. I'll, I'll still bring something. I'll make something happen. How, how about this? Um, from December 2018 to uh, for the next year and a half, BlackBerry traded lower after its report in, in, in the first 24 and 48 hour periods after its report. It traded lower after every single report from late 2018 to mid 2020. Um, now the last four quarters, it has traded higher in the day after its report. 
with the exception of its most recent report in September of this year. Um, that broke a streak of one, two, th- of four quarters in a row where BlackBerry had traded higher the day after, or closed higher the day after its report. So there's not really much of a trend here. Um, I don't know, man. That doesn't tell me a lot. So let's just pull up an options chain and see what we got. Do we have anything? On BlackBerry? Yeah. Ooh, it did just dip in the last, like, five minutes, so it might not be a bad time to get in some. All right, so if I want to buy some, let's see, it's 934 right now. If I want to buy some, what, $10.5 calls, let's say the stock goes up 10%. Uh, the 10%? Um, Is that a lot? That's a lot. That's that's a lot. So All right, so what if I bought $10 calls? It's 935 right now. If I bought $10 calls, they're 37 cents. I could buy about 20 of them. I'm sorry, say it again. $30 calls? Is that what you said? No, $10 calls. Oh. $37. <laughs> $0.37. Cents. $0.37. Cents. I could buy about 22 of them or something. I would really need them to freaking crush it. But it looks like, I mean, it's up five. Like, I don't know. Uh, Zunaid, yes, I did close my Netflix calls. Yep, 1037 is the break even. I, I don't know. Can we expect that big of a move? Get, give me some other options. I, I like this. We'll come revisit it. Give me some other options to YOLO trade. I'm looking for something like buy okay. today, sell tomorrow. All right. Not not BlackBerry. Not BlackBerry? Or oh, is that that's what you just asked for? No, I, I well, I, I'm I'm not putting this off the table. Oh, 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 I okay, just want to okay, explore okay, my okay, options. Okay, I'm like okay. uh like you start dating a girl and, okay. and she's great, I but see. you're not ready to commit yet. So you wanna uh you know, see other people for a minute to see if, if there's something better out there, maybe. I see, I see, I see. Okay. Um, Expected move is 127 on Black J Rice. I, I love you. All right, you're, you're definitely getting something for Christmas. <laughs> I was also wondering at that, but I was not going to say anything. About what? What the expected move was. <laughs> I don't even know how to find that. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you, you go to the at the money put, the at the money call, you add them up, and there's your expected move. More right. or less. Uh, J- Matt, did I get that right? More or less? That was Jay. Jay, did I get that right? I more or less got that right. Um, Nate, no problem. I'm, I'm always here to talk uh, if you need anything. Um, guys or girls, doesn't matter. We, we, can, we can talk about it. Nate Guzowski. Mike Wazowski. Okay, welcome to the show, Nate, Nate Guzowski. Ricky says check out ARDS. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. Or, oh, it's a ph- it's a pharmaceutical. Is it a biotech or a pharmaceutical? <laughs> I, either way, hands <laughs> off. Where how, how do I change my chart? Where's my chart? Let's get that off the screen. Come on, there we go. Oh, hey, you know what next week is? Or not next week? The week after? Following week? The first week of twenty twenty two. True, but you know what also it is? Your birthday? No, my birthday's in May. We've talked about this. Our birthdays are both in May. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's the first anniversary of uh, January 6th. Okay. Is there a stock? Uh, is there a way we could play that? No. 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 DWAC, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe like Smith & Wesson or RGR? You want to do RGR? What's RGR? Stern, Stern Ruger. Ruger. Shelly, my birthday is May 15th. Write it down. Don't you dare forget it. 
Okay, Brad. See, Brian, I like the idea there. Some spy caller puts for tomorrow. The problem is there are other names uh, th that will move more than spy will itself. So I'm looking for one of those names that could be either up or down 10% tomorrow. Um, you know, so, so I like the fact that with BlackBerry, we have the earnings. We have a catalyst. Uh, so anything along those lines. You know, it doesn't have to be an earnings catalyst, but if there's anything else, um, maybe, maybe, yeah. May 17th? No, it's, wait, I thought yours was May 15th. Yeah, that's what I said. So, Shelly, it's me. Oh, you're right. You're right, Shelly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're going to have Robert Roy on in like 15 minutes or so. Oh, too. so I could ask him. But the problem yeah. is, but Rob doesn't, <laughs> want, Rob doesn't like me to just YOLO Rob trade options. Rob does not like it when you do that. He wants me to like do spreads that will be high, uh, high probability of hitting. Mm -hmm. Like he, mm -hmm. Rob wants to hit singles. I'm trying to hit not just a home run. I'm a trying to hit a grand slam. slam. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to Fernando Tatis. Senior, two grand slams, one inning at the same time. Chan Ho Park. Okay, uh, uh, who just asked about? Can Ooh, Roblox. Kendra Duke is right. Roblox is probably a good one to. It's probably going to move a lot. My internet just froze up so one second all right spencer's gonna join us back in a minute no no um, I'm, I'm still here but i i saw a question about canopy growth and i wanted to address that but my oh canopy got downgraded my yesterday computer right? just there, there we go okay what happened with canopy yesterday got downgraded some big news no it didn't get they no it didn't get downgraded oh maybe i'm thinking of something else there was a deal i well, who was the deal it was uh it was It was, it, it was a green thumb? Oh, man. But you know what I don't understand? So I, I I don't even know if we're allowed or supposed to be talking about this stock. But isn't Rocket just ridiculously cheap right now? Like, why should I not be adding this to my long-term portfolio right now? Oh, but it was Planet 13, and they bought Green Wave. Uh, Planet 13 is the largest one, well, the largest cannabis stock that I don't own. The largest multi-state operator that I don't own. Um, Planet 13 is one with just like the crazy dispensary out in Vegas, right? Yes. That's the one that we went to. I didn't. Well, we, I mean, Benzinga went there. Okay. Um, why isn't Rocket doing good? It's a great question. No, I'm just saying like it seemed like I'm, li I'm looking at the stock right now. I know we, we don't need to go just solely off the PE, but the PE is seven. Um, it's a huge company. They make a lot of money, I think. N n I no, you don't need to think. You can just look in the pro and see their revenue. It's ridiculous. Uh, right. So why, like, at, at a fifteen dollars stock, like, isn't is, this seems like an obvious one for me to just be adding to my long term portfolio? No. Look, this is a stock that we know Jason Rasnick is long and strong. Um, I frankly don't look. So their revenue last quarter was uh, over three billion dollars. Um, now, it is worth noting that on a year-over-year -year basis, their revenue was down. So are their earnings. Uh, this is a, this is a company that it, that um, you know w was affected by COVID and is sort of at the mercy of uh, the housing market. But that being said, rising rates, which we are entering into a period of, would seem to be good for a company like Rocket. Well, Jay Rice is saying the opposite. He's saying if rates go up, we'll struggle. Really. Well, if yeah, think about it. Why if, would it, that be the case? Because people are able to buy 
uh, more properties and properties that maybe they wouldn't normally be able to afford with the low rates. Um, and so if rates go up, mm. then you have to pay more for money you're lending to buy a house. So it's going to slow down the housing market. Correct? No. I, so, okay. On a dollar-to-dollar basis, there's an argument to be made that home affordability is actually better now than it was 30 years ago. When you factor in the idea that people that are getting mortgages today are getting mortgages at, what, 4 or 5% interest? And, you know, my parents got a mortgage at, like, you know, 10% interest. So while the, the cost of a down payment has gone through the roof, the lower interest rates has, has been helpful. Um, I would have thought that rising rates would uh, would help a company. I, look, I, I will also admit that I am definitely not an expert here, so I'm kind of talking out of my ass. But I, I had assumed that rising rates would benefit a company like Rocket. Um, I don't know why Rocket and UWMC have, have not been performing well. I really don't. I, I don't know the space. Maybe we should get an analyst on the show. Let's do it. Maybe we should get an analyst on the show who knows what the hell they're talking about. And rather than like listen to Aaron and I try to figure it out but have no idea, let's just ask someone who knows more than we do. Let's, let's make that a project for next year. You know what I learned, though, about uh, analysts and, and just how the, the system works? Please uh, tell us. Which isn't true for every single analyst or, or company out there, but for a lot, yep. is it, the analysts get access um, a lot of times by being bullish. Sure. Of course they do. So a lot of times analysts are, are bullish on a stock and then they get access that other analysts or, or people don't have. Um, and so, sure. so sometimes there could be, a, I feel like, a bullish bias for, for some oh, analysts out there. It's 100% a bullish bias out there from, from analysts for sure because th- think about like why their job exists, right? Their job exists uh, as a service that their bank offers, a service that their bank sells to clients. Hey, look at our amazing, in-depth, knowledgeable research. Look at the access that we have. Look at the access we have to the C-suite, to the executives, to the CFO. We, our, our guy has, or our girl has their finger on the pulse of this company. You need to get this research. You should definitely pay us for this research. Um, you don't get good access by like shitting on a company, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. If I'm the CEO of a company, why would I, you know, give you my time if you're just gonna shit on me? Right. All the if time? I say, oh my god, I think Tesla is so overvalued here, I'm downgrading it to a sell. Oh, hey, Elon, can I talk to you about? He'll be like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So it, there's definitely a bullish bias uh, to, you know, broadly speaking, to the 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 ratings on Wall Street. And that's that is why, you know, downgrades sell ratings are so notable because they fly in the face of that uh, of that bias. Do um, I Matty Ice, if I go long puts on Palantir, is there a catalyst that I'm looking for? Did I move it long in the short term? I, I'm long. I'm not. I don't like Palantir. Is are, am I up today? Yeah, you're up. Hey now we're up. Do we get any any uh Here That was a long sound effect. Gee, who made that? All right. Sorry, guys. I didn't realize that was so long. Um, 
I'm up in something. Congratulations to me. Hey, Aaron, we were asked a question on live trading today. Uh, I'd be curious to get y- your take. Do you have any forever positions? Yeah, NVIDIA. Is that the only one? I'll never sell NVIDIA. Is that the only one? Apple. App- NVIDIA and Apple. Yeah. You'll, you'll never sell those. Okay. I dig it. I have Ford, too, in my Roth IRA. I don't uh, I don't plan on, on selling Ford. But I, I dig it. All I right. Mean, never say never, right, Spence? Well, you just said never. <laughs> you just said you'll never sell NVIDIA. Uh, I'll never sell Disney. I mean, never say never, but I'll never sell Disney. Right. I mean, I, I don't plan on selling Apple, NVIDIA, for basically anything in my Roth IRA. QuantumScape, like that thing could go to zero. Um, I'm not going to sell it. <laughs> Ride or die, man. Ride yeah, I'm or going die. Down. I'm going down with this ship. Oh, I, have you uh, – you've seen Seinfeld, obviously, right? Obviously. Do you know, I, uh, I don't know if you'll know like the exact episode, but I've been watching some old Seinfeld episodes on Netflix just because I'm pretty sure I've seen them all. So it's no, it's nice to like put on in the background. You don't really need to pay attention to. Yeah. But there's an episode where George comes to Jerry with like a hot stock tip. Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. And, and they buy into it. And they're it's funny because they're checking the paper every day for the stock quotes. And it's like, geez, like, could, could you imagine? Like, that's how you get your stock quote. You get it once in the morning and you have no clue what it's doing throughout the day. Um, but at one point, it, it starts tanking, and Jerry sells, and George sits there, and he's ba- he does this whole like dramatic thing where he's like, "I'm I'm going down with the ship," yeah. and then of course it ends up going <laughs> going back and uh, coming back oh, up. Oh man, yeah. Wait, easy, Mike. What, uh, AMD? Are you saying you're up 140 percent in the calls, or you're saying buy the 140 calls? Oh, okay. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he was one step ahead of me. Okay. Okay, is that something that we could we, we can consider? And the the other thing that I want to do, um, and I only have a week or so to do it, is um, I don't have that much cash on the sidelines, but I I also don't have a shopping list right now. I think it's always good to have a shopping list. It's always good to have stocks or anything on your list. Like, okay, these are things that I could buy, right? Um, so I'm open to suggestions for a shopping list because I don't really have one right now. And I, I don't have like a ton of cash to deploy, but I got a little bit. Um, I probably could be, I could, I could add, you know, one or two new positions here. Um, and I buy, buy, I am buying more crypto, Brian. I actually uh, uh, am buying crypto on, on a monthly basis. So I, I, that's taken care of. So I am buying more crypto. Um, uh, ALDX and, I don't want to do biotech. I don't know what ALDX is. Let's look at ALDX. I don't know anything about biotech. That's why that's why we have Vivi on the show. She knows more about it than I do. Um, ALDX. Okay, what does the company do, Elite? Jesse? Wait, Easy Mike, didn't you say yesterday that BITW was your largest holding? What is BITW? It's a, a Bitcoin tr- futures ETF. No, that's BITO and BIT. Uh, oh, it's a crypto in, in industry innovators ETF. So I'd imagine miners. Um, it, I don't know. Wait, it is? No, it's not. Oh, this is cool. No, this, is, this is new on Robinhood. Wait, 
Okay. It's a crypto. It's a it's the Bitwise crypto. Oh, index when fund. okay. So here's what happens when I type in BITW, the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovators ETF pops up, but really the ticker for that ETF is BITQ. Wait, I I don't. So it's some sort of a crypto index. It's like a crypto index fund. But easy, Mike. Well, the the confusion here is because you're saying BIT. W, but that's not really the ticker for this ETF. It's BITQ, if no. we're talking about the same ETF. No, I think he's talking about BITW. Right, but he's saying BIT. What is oh, wait, BITW? wait, wait, wait. This, is a, this was a private placement. Okay, I'm very confused. So, okay, so oh, I got it. All right. So it's kind of so it's kind of oh, in this a way is a crypto ETF. It's kind of like GBTC, not exactly, but kind of like GBTC, right? That's what I'm getting at here. Um, but uh, uh, Spencer, I've never seen this on Robinhood. Um, I, 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 this has to be new. I'm looking at this ETF on here, and yeah. you can see the holdings, what percentage of the holdings are, oh, the that's, sectors. That's sweet. Yeah, and it's very visually visually pleasing. That's sweet. Mike says, buy Wendy's. How is Wendy's doing? There's a Wendy's oh, near... Oh, man, you th- walked right into that. What, me? Did I just do something bad? Nah. I'll, I'll wait for Mike to do it. I, I, I don't know what I did. Oh, come damn it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Come on, guys. <laughs> it took me how long to get that? Oh, it's too good. Oh, my gosh. Come on. This is a kid show, everyone. No, it's not. It's a stock <laughs> trading show. This is a kid show. All right. All right. Semler, bringing us back. Top three picks for 2022. Isn't that the title of today's show? We should probably talk about that. Yeah, top stocks for 2022. Okay. So if you recall, if, if, you, if you've been a fan of Zinger Nation for a while, if you, if you were here with us this time last year, Luke gave his 2021 stock of the year. It was Ford. It was Ford. Um, that ha- has worked out nicely. Where is, let me see. He's over at his desk. Um, Mr. Jacoby. I think he's on the phone. Will, he's, he's once waving. he's finished with his call, will be joining us to, to give us his 2022 stock of the year. If, it's, it's not Ford. If we get up to 100 likes. Well, I don't know where we're at. We're at uh We're at eighty four. Oh. Oh, that's painful. If we get to one fifty likes, then then we'll bring Luke on. So here's uh, uh, one of the uh, great things about Luke's pick for Ford is not only is it up, you know, 150, 200% or since he gave it, but he found a cheap stock, right? It was $7 that shouldn't have been $7. Affordable, affordable. Affordable, yeah. yeah. We'll call it affordable. That's, okay. that's good PR spin, right? No, no, it's cheap. not cheap as cheap, cheap can mean valuation. You know what I mean? Affordable stock. Yeah, affordable. I like that. Okay. I have a couple stock of the years for 2022 that aren't quite as affordable. But do I think they will, will continue to move higher? 100%. Um, and, and we'll talk about those. See, what I would like to do is I would love for us here, and may, maybe I'll do this right now, uh, and, and reminder, we'll have Robert Roy on in a couple minutes. We'll here. just ask all of our guests for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. Wait, where's... Uh... Hey, Christian, nice job there. Um, so... Here, here's what I want to do. Um, I would love to pull up. Very nice. 
That was very nice, Christian. I would love to look at all of these uh, stocks that have just been hammered, all these growth stocks that have been hammered, right? Um, and let's find ones that, like, we don't hate. You know growth I mean? stocks that have been hammered that we don't hate. Yeah, like, okay. well, like I'm, I'm talking firm, about like, like AI or Peloton. What about firm. just ARKK? ARKK. Do we hate ARKK? No. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I got nothing to hate about it. What do I got to hate about it? But I mean, like, a lot of these have, like, stories that you're like, oh, I want no part of that. Like, the Chinese education, like, TAL, right? Chinese education stock. You want no part of that, right? Um... Like 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 Vimeo. You want oh, you want man. you want any part of Vimeo? Uh, Canopy Growth to finish the, the the train of thought on that. Um, I'm I've never been excited about the the U.S. I'm sorry about the uh, Canadian um, manufacturers um, and Canopy Growth was just so ahead of itself. James James Hood is an interesting 2022 stock of the year. That's what I'm saying. Um, but if, if you go long Hood, your 2022 stock of the year, what you're betting on is A, for this retail, um, this trend of retail investors to continue, which I think we can expect that. But then B, uh, for the crypto markets to stay hot. To stay hot. Because if, if you listened in on Robin Hood's uh, earnings calls and yep. guidance. Yep. They talked about just how important crypto trading was for bringing in new customers um, for its business and not even just cryptos in general. They like singled out Dogecoin and said, hey, from our quarter, from uh, I, I think it was either the first quarter of 2021 or the second quarter, maybe the one from uh, March to, to June, that Dogecoin traders made up like a, a large percentage of Robinhood users. So if you go long hood, your 2022 stock of the stock of the year, you want a, another wave like that, where maybe it's, it's Dogecoin again, or maybe another coin uh, people rush to from, uh, you know, just from the streets going to download Robinhood. Yep. But Robinhood is a, is a business that I like could get behind as opposed to like a DD, right? Like DIDI here. Like, do you want any part of this? They're probably they're getting delisted in the U.S. They're probably going to IPO on on one of the Chinese exchanges there, and I suppose if you don't sell, you'll, you'll get some conversion or whatever. But like, I want no part of that. So there's a lot of good that's been thrown out with the bad this year. Um, well, let's try to find the good if we can. Born to be free is talking about SoFi. Yes, SoFi would qualify as a good that has been thrown out with the bad. You guys know I'm long from like twenty. So we're at some, uh, or not at, but we're near some, call it generational support. That's maybe a slight exaggeration, but you get the idea there. Um, that's what I'm about right now. I'm trying to find the stocks in, in growth businesses that have real products and real revenue and are not just concepts that we can get behind for next year. Um, like like Zillow, like couldn't you play? Couldn't you say Zillow is just so oversold? It, like, let's well, pull. I, I so I was talking about yesterday. Uh, it's sixty bucks. The thing was two hundred in February. I talked about yesterday how one of the industries that I expect to grow over the next five, ten, twenty years is seeing a lot of these EV charging stations. Yeah, you did uh, say that. And someone gave a good point out there that a lot of these EV charging stations will also then rely on solar for power 
right? So imagine you go to uh, a charging station. The charging station has solar panels. The solar panels are, are harvesting energy that will then go into your car. Um, so I think some of these uh, solar, not uh, solar and um, EV charging names have gotten beaten down. Uh, that I could see, and rightfully so, right? Like, like the BBB, uh, the Build Back Better that was supposed to pass that didn't was supposed mm -hmm. to be huge for all these. And so yesterday we saw a lot of these names down 10% uh, or so, and uh, th they're moving back up today. So I'm looking, uh, yeah, Primo Media, I'm looking at ChargePoint. I'm looking at Plug. I'm looking at Sunrun. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, what are some other? Uh, okay, well, here's my que my next question that I I don't think you'll be able to answer, but you know I'm going to ask it, is uh, there is there any ETF that is specific to these names? Because I'd rather just buy, if I'm going to buy them, I'd rather buy them all. Well, there's Tal or Tan. No, that's... That's solar specific, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you're talking about solar or you're talking about EV charging stations? Both. Okay. Because the EV charging stations will have solar panels. I, I just Googled EV charging station ETF. Um... They're mm, yeah, they're all so broad. They're all so broad. All right, there's nothing specific to charging stations right now. I guess you could do Tan. Tan's, Tan's such a mover, though. I would love to get Robert Roy's thoughts on all this. Should we bring Robert Roy on? Yeah. I, I, Robert Roy's here. Uh, Wealth Builders HQ joins us every Tuesday. And, um, Rob, the, the rule for the day, if you're going to come on the show, as we've decided five minutes ago, is you have to tell us a favorite stock for next year. Well, first off, good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> good afternoon. Favorite doing stock well. for next year. I am a tremendous fan of Netflix. Have been, will be. Uh, remember, I'm in a trading space, not a an investing space. So for me, I see and take multiple trades on Netflix, probably to the tune of five to seven a month. Uh, day trade yeah. on Netflix as a singular company. So for me, okay. Netflix, Netflix is a great day trading company. Would you like me to go into the why? Yes, please. So what do we trade? We trade options. When you look at options cost, very inexpensive. Uh, actually, if you want to share my screen. I do. I can pull over uh, an option chain. And let's go flip the switch to Netflix. And let the option chain tell us why. So here we are. I'm looking at Netflix as an example of I'm looking today. Guys, there are some very specific rules of what you're looking for as an options trader utilizing my system. Number one, I want front week options only. I don't want to go any further than weekly. If it's Friday at 3.50 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to trade the expiration of the 23rd. If it was that Friday, just 10 minutes left, that's the day of the week I'm trading. I'm day trading. I'm not looking to buy more time. So that's number one. Rule number two is I need a delta of 65 to 85. Delta, for those that are not options traders, helps me understand the expectation of how much the option will move for every dollar the stock moves. So if I have a 72 delta, for every dollar the stock moves, the option will roughly, it's not an exact because you have gamma and other factors in there, but roughly it'll move 72 cents um, per dollar the stock moves. 65 to 85 puts us on the, the sweet spot of the bell curve. There's a reason for it. It's not just, well, 25 is really cheap. Yeah, you're right, it is, but it's the wrong uh, option for me. 
doesn't mean you can't trade it. Uh, because this 72 gives me a 72% chance of having intrinsic value where the 25 gives me a much lower 25% chance. Um, I also want to see number three, I want to see open interest of greater than 100. Everything that's in that 65 to 85 range has greater than 100. So all of those fit, but which one? You've got 71, 80, uh, we'll call it just those two. Well, I can go for 1180 or I can go 1573. It would be my cost. I will go for whatever is lowest above that 65. So in this case, okay. it's 71. Now, here we are, a $600 stock, and we're looking at $11.5, Spencer, to enter into an option on this trade. So I don't have a lot of cash outlay in order to do this trade. And this is Tuesday. Do this on a Friday, and you're at 5 or 6 maybe $7 is your cost if you're doing it on a Friday. So I like Netflix because it has great moves. Uh, let's see, intraday, Netflix on average moves uh, about $17.5 a day, while this average true range is about 17 and a half bucks. So we've got a tremendous opportunity on Netflix. If I Let's say I don't get all of it. Let's say that it's moved up $5. I'm gonna be $5 away from resistance and I only pick up five or six bucks in there. If I have a 70 delta, times five if i'm only picking up five if i have a 70 delta times a five dollar move that's three dollars and fifty cents uh per share is what i'm looking at 350 dollars per contract so small account you're looking at 1100 bucks today 1133 dollars today to do a trade on netflix larger account how, how many times a week would you say or, or a month would you say you trade netflix options uh so in a month it's probably seven to eight times a month when we look at weekly, that's kind of strange. Um, and I'll show you why. Um, last week, we traded Netflix. Um, the week before, last year, Netflix on the 10th, on the 9th, on the 7th, on the 6th. Uh, let's see before that. Uh, it's been a little bit before it. Back. So I've got to go back here. So it's about a month ago, but I am about five to eight times a month is what we're looking at normally on Netflix. Okay. All right. Now let me ask you this. Are there any stocks that you invest in, but don't trade or no, let's rephrase the question. Are there any stocks you invest in period? Yes. Do you have any long-term things? I do, but I trade against them as well. Yeah, I love it. Tell us. All right, SPY. I love people who trade it, who trade against them. They hedge themselves all the time. I love it. SPY. Okay, I'm with do, you. So far, do, so good. Do, do. Okay. Uh, Berkshire B. Hey, all right. And Bito, Bito. Those are my okay. holdings. I I would love to know your thoughts on, on Bito. How, how has that been? from an options standpoint um because it's so it's relatively new so it is it is right very new right so it's very new yeah so we go to bido mm -hmm. and i don't know why but it's video in my head so right now it's trading at 30 dollars. if i decided to buy this position at th uh, 31 bucks if i bought it at 31 dollars, i could give somebody the right to take this away well this is this week we got a shortened week already but uh, I can give someone the right to take it away at $32. They're going to pay me 18 cents. Not a big premium for this week. Uh, we don't really have great um, 
delta on it. We're looking for a Spencer. My rule is a delta of about 40, 35 to 40 is where I'm looking to sell. If I go and look at next week, let's see if we get something closer to it. Here's a 39 delta. I can give someone the right by next Friday to take the stock away from me at $32 a share, and they're going to pay me 92 cents. Now, if I think BITO is going to explode, this may not be the right position to do that with. Then I would hold off. Um, I see crypto going up. I just don't see an explosion over the next couple of days and week with the, the holidays. Um, but this is fine, right? There's nothing wrong here. I mean, you, you're picking up it. Let's just call it a dollar on $30. So what's that? One thirtieth? Is that uh, 3%? Is that about right? A little bit more, three and change? It's about 3% for, for the next 10 days. Not horrible. Okay. And then you do it week after week after week after week. Uh, and, okay. Unless you... I, I, I guess the one thing I was curious about, which, which I, I, I can see from the, from the screen here, is just I have no insight into how liquid the options market is for BITO. And so it doesn't look like it's super liquid, but oh well, no, well, it's not it's decent open interest. You got decent yeah, open interest. I mean, it, yeah. Now this is this week. There's good open. Yeah, all right, all right. That's Next not bad. Week, okay, and that's because you still have. Well, actually, when you get to the out of the money again, you're, you're not bad. You still have a weekend change left. All right, all right. Option. So, um, yeah, right, so not it's terrible. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Now, listen, right. it's not the spiders. It's not Apple, right? But what's the number? The number's a hundred. Right. If I got open interest of 100, I'm great. But I'm doing selling positions here. This is actually something called a covered call, where I buy the stock, the, the underlying, the 3082. I buy it and I rent the stock out week after week. Right. To me, you will not find a better cash flow strategy than covered calls. Right. And the idea is income. The idea is income. I, I wish, you know, the, the gentleman that when I took, I took a training back in 1997, which is how I learned to trade options. And I met a gentleman at the training. His name was Vaskin, Vaskin Martin. He's passed on uh, way too early and young in life. But he took me under his wing and said, hey, you know, kid, let me show you what I do. And he was a stock trader. The guy was amazing. He owned the pre-penthouse in Manhattan, but he owned both of them. So he broke the wall down and he said, my, my penthouse, my pre-penthouses are bigger than the penthouse that's up above me. So the guy had some money. And he said to me, you know, don't do cash flow strategies. Just focus on that big hit. You know, go in there and just try to nail it. And I wish he would have taught me cash flow strategies because I would have another zero on my account right now if I was just generating 3% a month every single month on my money. Uh, I'd have a lot more cash in my account today. Don't get me wrong. I love trading. I love going after the market. I love finding that new candidate, right? It's the hunt for me. And then the, the attack, the kill, I love it that piece of it but the cash flow stuff is boring it's like watching paint dry but three percent a month watching paint dry i'll take it when you that double your account is years i'll take it that's it that's what makes investing difficult because investing when you're doing it when you're doing it right is it's boring it's hard to do nothing do nothing sucks yep <laughs> yep yep um it's boring a guy named tin can kurt have you heard that name before? Tin Can no, Kurt? No, I don't think I can't say I have. He, he passed in 2008. He lived, he was homeless, lived on the streets for 30 years. Uh, when he died, he left all of his belongings to his cousin who laughed when he got a call from the attorney uh, with $1.1 million in stock, 300,000 in gold, $10,000 T-bill, cash in the bank. He went to a library and learned how to buy stock and invest it. Um, we took his account wow. and said, what if you had 
rented it out, he'd be making $22,000 a month by renting that stock out. Had he done that instead of just sitting on it. And I was at only 2%, which means he doubled his account in about three and a half years if he did that. Wow. <laughs> That's, I, I, I never heard that before. Um, all right. So, uh, Rob, and also, if you have any questions for Robert Roy, drop them in the chat. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we're, uh, we'll have you on this show next week, right? Thank you. Uh, you're out. I mean, I'm on vacay this weekend, next week, but I'm here for you guys. Okay, I, I, I'm out next week, so I can't speak to whether or not we're even doing a show. It's not really my problem. We'll do it in the new <laughs> so, year. We'll pick it up in the new year. So, so that being said, just in case we don't see you next week, Rob, um, give us some setups. Give us some some ideas you're watching out you know, for for the end of this year or for early next year. So, all right. One of the things that I think everybody needs to focus on, period, the end, bottom line, there is no exception, is everybody is you looking to trade SPY. If you're an options trader, SPY has some phenomenal value benefits to it, right? Um, right now, we've moved, we were in a bearish bias on SPY. We've gotten down below all of our moving averages as of yesterday's close. Today, we got back up. We're in a bearish neutral, but our two upper moving averages are right above our head. If we close here and get a move back up, we're back in bullish territory. Uh, we do have a bit of a wedge formation forming there, which is my only concern. We've got a higher high here than we did here. It's not a big sh shift, but it is a shift. We do have much higher lows, right? So it's a very wide wedge. But if we can get back above the moving averages, uh, this black line which is called a fibbit in fibonacci speed 466 is our first target and then 470 and a half is our next one and really if we get above the highs uh, i added to my position this morning on spy uh, it is a long position that i have that i look to rent out three times a week i look to rent it out every monday every wednesday and every friday because options expire three days a week on this position so if we look at their options talk about an expensive in comparison right here's the ones that expire the 22nd right which is tomorrow right wednesday so i can buy an option that expires tomorrow that fits my criteria for four bucks might know of an interest because they just wrote it today but there's forty-one thousand volume on it today Look at the volume on these things, 53,000, 16,000, 14,000. And then you've got the ones that will expire on uh, the 23rd, the next day, because we don't have a Friday because of Friday being um, Christmas, right? Right. The observant, the observant, where we observe it. So we've got that position there. So SPY, without a doubt, is one of my favorite candidates um, of all. Uh, I trade it all okay. the time. QQQ is the same thing, Spencer. They both have weekly options that expire three days or three times a week, right? Um, uh, when it comes to equities, to stocks themselves, I'm still in net, uh, Netflix, as I said it before, is a tremendous company for me. Uh, but NVIDIA, uh, again, I'm not worried about is it hitting all-time highs. I'm worried about do I have tradability in this position. The stock is another, you know, under $300 and it moves $17.5 a day from high to low. Uh, I've got phenomenal movements that take place inside of here, right? So I like NVIDIA. It gets a little bit more costly than 
Netflix does when it comes to the options. Uh, let's see. Actually, not bad. My bad. 788. They're actually pretty good. Their vols came down a little. Uh, 788 is cost right now. 785. There's a 65 delta, too, which okay. is why we're right at the base there. So we've got really good opportunity, great volume. Look at the open interest. I mean, the uh, the open interest 5400. The volume of 19,500 today. So huge, great trade day traders position, guys. I I love both of these. Right. All right, I dig it. Uh, I'm still an Apple fan. There's great intraday uh, trade setups for Apple, but are there any of them that I look at that you know? Oh, I want to buy these now. I'm I'm looking at when does recovery come in again. Right. I'm talking about airlines. So I love Delta Airlines uh, when they came out last week, said they were going to be the only U.S. profitable airline next year. There's only one other in the world they said would, would be profitable next year with Omicron. Um, I like the cruise lines. I'd like more for the Carnival uh, Marriott. I'm definitely looking at the recovery stocks like that. I don't think I don't see the Peloton. I don't see the Zooms making huge inroads again they they had their shot right they, they did what they needed to do they took off huge money's being made but i just don't see some of those guys coming back um the way that they were to, to the numbers they hit now i could be wrong but i'm 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 not ready to invest in any of those guys but when it comes to the delta airlines the american airlines and such i will be looking at either covered calls or diagonal spreads which are known as poor man's covered call um you, you, you're referring to the airlines and the cruise lines, right? Or right. or just American? No, American. Uh, you mean just American? American Airlines as a company yeah. or, just Amer or American? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, a, just AAL, sorry. No, actually, Delta is my favorite. Okay. I like Delta the most. And then American on top of that. Okay. All right. It's so interesting because, like, the the thing about the airlines, like, the the discourse last year was, like, well, do you really think air travel is going away? No, nope, bullish. But then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you really think uh, business travel is coming back to the way it was before? Nope, bearish. And and the airlines, they all move in sync, and they never quite were able to get all the way back. They tried uh, earlier this year, um, but they were they still have not made back all those losses um, from from the pandemic. And it, it presents an opportunity depending on your on your point of view, right? Because if you're bullish, you think, oh, I in Delta, you know, I've got, you know, twenty two bucks left in premium to to make up here. Um, sure. So there's certainly more room on the upside. There is, and for for a Delta, um, I like uh, diagonal spreads um, or covered calls. They're under forty bucks now, so either one, but uh, either one of them work, but. You can get a decent premium on them. You're looking at, you know, 2%, 2.5% a month on a Delta. Again, it's just set it up and walk away. I mean, yeah. there's two major questions you've got to ask yourself when it comes to these types of strategies. Number one, do you like getting paid to place the trade instead of you having to pay out, right? And that's where, you know, these types of trades come in. You, you own the equity and every week you get a paycheck, right? And number two, are you okay earning money? And even though it's boring, are you okay making, you know, getting paid for, for boredom? I'm good with that. You know, I got enough craziness in my life. I trade Amazon. There's enough whoo, happening here that I'm okay backing off to something like this and say, all right, just let it go. It's doing its thing. Position one in the chair. Nothing to really worry about. Everything's working good. Yep. I like, I like getting paid too, Robert. So it's not just you. 
So, but, but many don't. Uh, many people yeah. don't. When I say that, they, they look at it as I don't make enough money. I, I only made 20 cents. I only made 40 cents a share. And it, it, they're not looking at it as it's 7%. All right, we, we've got a couple more minutes here with Robert Roy. If you have a question for him, drop him in the chat. Um, yeah, super SPAC, man. Y- your point of view was valid. You know, there's two sides to every coin. Yes, there's more room. You can look at the airlines as having more room to the upside or more room to the downside, depending on your bias, certainly. Um, uh, so, yeah, point well taken there. What about, as I scroll through the chat here, I want to know what they're watching. Uh <laughs> That's a funny comment. We can address that after. Um, nah, not relevant. Okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. Here's one, actually. Um, you want to look at Dell? Sure. Value, value tech? Oh, Leroy, that's a tough one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What, what Leroy, is, Leroy, yeah. Leroy, we'll do that next. We'll do that next. Uh, the the Dell chart, um, uh, Robert, is messed up because they did the spinoff. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, so it's not. It doesn't. It's not as bad as it looks. Right. But yeah. Well, I'm looking. I'm hitting the letter U on my keyboard because that goes to unsplit and makes it a, a an even yeah. flow. And I'm yeah. saying that's no, not. That's not what this. Yeah, part is. it's because okay. they spun off the yeah. VMware thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do we see anything here, or can you or on the options chain, or not on really? De- on Dell, yeah. Now I'll take a look, but right now the news is out, right? On Dell, so the expression is buy on rumors, sell on fact. The fact is out. The news is out. They're done, right? Here's number one problem: they have monthlies available only, not weeklies. So oh, I am very cheap. It's number one, I don't want to spend a lot of cash. I've got to go buy 31 days out. So as a swing trade, yes, you can. But as a day trader, it, it's got to invest a lot. Uh, we've got a, a thousand open interest, very low volume on these today, one and two today. Big volume on the 50 delta, right? Which is where the most most traders tend to trade right in that 45 to 55 delta. Uh, and what they're doing is they're paying the highest time value. If you're right, wonderful. I'd rather see you trade a 40 delta than a 50 delta any day of the week. I'd rather see you lower your risk in that trade by having less cash outlay. Remember, Delta is a, Delta is a probability calculator. If you have a 51 Delta, there's a 51% chance this option has cash value come expiration day. doesn't mean you made money. It could be worth a penny. And, and the rule is right, 51%. But that means the market maker, it's a coin flip. So they have to increase the cost of the options, adding the cost to, into the time value because there is no intrinsic value adding more time value in there. So in case you're right, they're covered. Go out to that 40 Delta instead. Uh, and I think you'll be much better served, but nothing I see on Delta that. Okay. Me okay. This one also, this, this one may be tough for you. Uh, Jumia or Jumia, J M I A. This has been so, so, so beaten up this year. It's the supposedly the Amazon of Africa, um, straight down. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I got nothing. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. buying it to go long a. It's tough, man. Yeah, to go long a put option on it. If they're I'm sure, optional, I, I'm I'm sure it's expensive. Well, even so, I mean, how how far down can it go? It's at thirteen dollars. Where does it go? 
you know, if I buy the at-the-money option, I'm the, uh, oh, they do have weeklies, wow. So, I mean, I can't rent it. I, I can do a, let's see, Let, let's try something nutty, right? Let's go ahead and 150 days out. Got plenty of put options out here. Oh my goodness gracious. I got to spend $8.33 for a put that's a $13 stock. No, it's, it's nothing. I got nothing on it. You know, if I looked at this and said, what would it take for me to want to trade this? Right? That may be the better thing than just, you know, what do you think about it now? I want to see the moving averages shift. I want to see the eight moving average get on top. I want to see this 21 be below it. And I want to see the 55 somewhere down below that. And I want to see my stock price break above, come back and retest that moving average and bounce. And that's my entry. Now, for some that are trying to catch that explosive move, that's not the way for you to do it, right? You're looking at, I want to get in early and, and be that first one or the second or third person that gets in and I, I hit the home run right out of the box. I'm not trying for a home run. I want to get on base a lot of times. I want a higher batting average. I'll take a lower return. Uh, I know that I will win the game. Um, I can tell you from experience, Spencer, that you know companies that do what I do, their average student lasts about a year with them because the programs that they offer are year long. After that, the person's done and they walk away and they usually are not trading again. Yeah. Uh, for us, our customers, our students stick around for about seven or eight years. Wow. So we just, and this is going back from uh, with the company I taught before, uh, from 2004, right? We've seen it. I mean, we just, we know the history. We, we teach people how to trade. We teach them how to trade to a point that they can do this consistently and they're not getting their heads handed to them. You know, and, and look, guys, on days like today with these big moves that took place on the S&P, why go nuts, right? I know you don't talk much on it here, Spencer, but um, well, actually it's not long tab. Let's see. Here, this is the YM, which is the futures market for the Dow. I like trading mm -hmm. Dow versus the ES. You don't have buy and sell programs that automatically kick in the same way. It's a much better vehicle. So this morning, I waited for the first 15 minutes to pass. I got 9.52 was an entry, one minute candle. These are pivot points, by the way, guys, right? I took my first exit at the halfway mark. I took the second exit. Uh, just under the, the next pivot point there. Uh, I think we took it at, at about 100 point move. So about 50, yeah. right? So altogether, what was that? Uh, five, seven, about $725 move this morning from 9.52 till 10, call it 10.12. Make it easy numbers, about 20 minutes. There's always something to trade. It's just a matter of how do I identify a market that fits my risk profile, doesn't put a large position portion of my cash and or account at risk and have a series of rules that we go ahead and trade over and over and over again. Let's do one more here, Robert. Let's do uh, lucid motors, LCID. All right. So lucid motors has same scenario, you know, had a great run up, right? If we go back and look, you know, here's their all time highs, which takes them back about 65 ish. They pushed up to that 57 three quarter. And just look at the pattern right now. 
they are in a bearish bias. They're below the lowest moving average, um, but they're not in the moving averages are not in the right order. So it's this move down is what drove it, right? There was the, the moving average cross was right there. If we can get back up above that 44 and jingle level, we'll see those moving averages shift again back to the upside. So here's what I'm looking for. Two things. Uh, I am not in love with Lucid that I want it to go up. I really could care less about that. If it breaks, retest the 35.72 and fails, there's the bearish entry right there, if that's the way it plays out. If the moving averages shift back up again and we wind up with our eight moving average up here and we can get our position back up above it, retest and bounce, 44 is the bounce. I'm looking at 49 is my first target. I've got, I'm not going to get $5. I'm not going to get 44 to 49. I'm going to get in at 45 and out at 48 or something. I'll get, you know, two or $3 inside of there. But that's all I want is a piece, small piece of that meat in the middle. I'm not looking for the whole thing. Um, so where it's sitting at right now, Spencer, we've got a rectangle going on. Until we can break that rectangle, there's no, you know, there's no strong trade setup. One question. What compelling reason is there to take an entry now? I don't have it yet. Very, that's, that sums it up, right? Why now? Why does it have to be now? Uh, Robert Roy, uh, he, he runs his, uh, his, his, his course. His room is at wealthbuildershq.com. Rob, uh, I, I definitely won't see you because I'll be out, I'll be out uh, next week. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. Uh, I'll catch you again in uh, 2022. You as well, Spencer. Hey, listen, all guys, right. if you go over to tradinglikeaboss.com, there's tradinglikeaboss.com. Tradinglikeaboss.com. There's some okay. free resources there, guys. Um, there's a trade that we do. It's a zero line breakout. We do it a couple times a week. We publish video on it. It just gets you access to those videos. If you want to learn how I use fibs, there's training on there. There's a free hourly training we do every week. All this stuff on here is free, guys. It, these are resources that will help jumpstart you. I can cut three months off of your learning curve with these three resources that we've got right here. All right. Just one page. Tradingwiththeboss.com. Thanks Trading a lot, Rob. Have ball. a good one. You too, guys. Take care. All righty. Uh, hey, let's bring on Christian Fromher, teammate of the astute observation on Twitter a, a little while ago. That uh, oh, look at growth stocks—they're waking up today for the first time in, in nine, ten, eleven months. Maybe not. That's a bit, bit of an exaggeration. Christian Fromherz runs the Tribeca Trade Group. Joining us now on Benzing Alive, Christian. What's up, man? How are we doing? Hey, Spencer. What's going on? How you doing? Good, good. How's your day? How's your week going? How's your month uh, going? Not bad. I see what happens when I come on and see what see what the market does. This is, you know, you got to hey. have me on a little more often if you want them. No, I'm just kidding. You're just fade, you're just fading the moves, man. It goes up, you sell. It goes down, you buy. It's one of the just chop chop chop. Yes. Yes. No? One of your uh, your colleagues has been just absolutely spot on with that the last couple of weeks. I mean, that that's the market that we've been dealing with is that there just hasn't been a lot of consistency. And, uh, you know, Den I'm speaking of Dennis, of course, and, and, you know, he's just been right on about, hey, when you've when you've got a nice bounce in this market, you know, and, and when you're in the type of uh, market that we're in right now, which has just been, you know, it's I'll say the, the B word, it's just it's been bad breath um, and it's been just lack of continuation. So, you know, until we see things change and, you know, 
today we're getting some really nice participation and it's the opposite of that. It's, it's very good breath today. Um, but one day is not a trend. And, you know, our, our job as traders and risk managers is, is to continue to monitor uh, what we've got going on. So, yes, I, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I hope that this continues and, and we look at various different setups and, and as confirmation and so forth. But, yeah, that's that's absolutely been the market has been to say, you know, in a whippy market, not to chase the green and, you know, to buy the dip a little bit, names that are in uptrends and names that are in downtrends, sell the rip. So um, that, that seems the, the, the Dennis uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. version, right? Of, and, and I agree with him. So, uh, but uh, we could definitely go over some setups and a couple of things that I've noticed the last couple of days that have been a little. Yeah, I, I would love to. And I, I think no, no sector epitomizes that today more than the staples, right? Because they, they've been the XLP and some of the stocks in it have been your leading performers for the month. Right. And, really exciting, uh, right? The consumer staples. Sure. Why not? Food. <laughs> see, I mean, cereal. Right. Uh, grocery yeah. stores. Right. Yeah. What's, Paper what's towels. wrong with, what's wrong with Clorox? Right. Exactly. Um, Paper towels, Clorox, having family over it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- anyway, the XLP is your leader. At least last I checked, yeah. it was your le- your leader downward today. So, uh, um, well, that's a good sign. So can I, uh, can I share my screen and, and you can, can share your screen you can just some, click, uh, click right. share and, uh, show us what we're looking at right, here. Let me just bring this over. So I'm just going to look to the side here for a second, just so I get the right screen going. All right, there we go. Hey. Yeah. So let's, is that good? Can you see? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So something like that, you know, this is a good name to kind of watch in terms of, so this is Procter and Gamble. And of course I was joking okay. around about the paper towels and so forth, but uh, you know, I think this is something to watch. I mean, this has just been an indication of kind of risk off of, you know, uh, trade, you know, investors going into Procter and Gamble. So this is a good thing to see this cool off a little bit and to see some of those other names, you know, the state, not just the staples, but the utilities as well. Um, those have been really strong, just the low volatility equities in general, right? Coming into the, this week, that was the market leadership. And really that's, you know, my opinion has been of this group is that if, if you could play a couple, if you could participate in some of these names, even though, you know, these may not be your bread and butter names and your popular names, but if you can make a little bit of money because the, the options are not cheap, uh, sorry, excuse me, the options are cheap in names like this. Um, then so be it, you know, and healthcare is another one too. So to see this back off a little bit is actually, in my opinion, um, you know, a good sign. And it doesn't just, you know, necessarily mean like that we're going to see these things go down all the way, but just to see that the, the, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's the equivalent of like saying, you know, taking your foot off the gas in terms of these, these low volatility names and, and seeing a little bit of, um, a rotation back into some higher beta areas of the market. So yeah, but it, it only works, Christian, if you're seeing the money move elsewhere. Now today that that is the case, right? Because a lot of tech is yes. higher. Yeah. But if it, if that if that's if if for whatever reason tech was also down today, that would be like a screaming red flag. Yeah, I mean that that just means you know you know that we're de- you know it's it's a hundred percent risk off. There's no rotation in the market other than rotation out of the market. So, yeah, I mean that that's these are the things that we've been really kind of you know playing uh, paying close attention to 
over the last week. You know, last week was a very noisy week, too, with quadruple witching and, mm-hmm. and the index rebalancing and so forth. So I thought kind of coming into last week, and you know, with the Fed meeting as well, that it was one of those weeks to say, hey, let's observe and kind of watch things. And, you know, my my feel for last week was, you know, let some of these events unfold. Try not to get too caught up in it and try not to really hurt your confidence. Uh, too, with, you know, the, the whippy moves that we were seeing on a day-to-day basis. Yep. All right. So let's move away from, uh, wait, yep. that's the, the, what is that? The XLV? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's the XLV. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we can, I would love to drill down, uh, within the sectors here and, and, and yeah. get some names that are on your radar. Is that Alcoa? Yes. It yeah. Is. That's okay. Alcoa. So, um, you know, it kind of, Coming into every day, what what we try to do is, you know, have a watch list of names that are that are showing some signs of life, that are showing some relative strength is a big thing for me. Uh, we want, you know, wanting to find names that, uh, you know, I use um, a proprietary indicator called the Market Webs, which looks at volume at price, which tells me when we've got a break above, you know, a, a range basically, and for a name that's doing something different, but you could use the moving averages too. But Alcoa, you know, while the market was weak last week, was just showing signs that it was doing something different. Um, and you can see that this name is, is right back pushing to new highs. So, you know, it doesn't take long for some of these names that have been, that have been doing this, right. That have been showing the relative strength to get back to new highs. So, you know, that's one area that I think is kind of interesting for the day. Um, you know, a little bit of a, of a name further down in that group is is FCX, right? So I, I would be waiting for a break above 39.50 uh, for FCX. But it's nice to see this participation and the breadth. Um, what I find interesting is, you know, too, is, you know, we, we've got a big move going on in the in the op- in the reopening trade. Um, Live Nation is a name, too, that's you know, kind of sat a little bit below the 50-day moving average. I like this better than the airlines. I don't really like to play or trade that many names that are in downtrends other than, you know, you could trade anything that's in a downtrend for for a day trade, right, for for a nice, you know, sharp move for the day. But um, my feeling is because I'm a trend trader is that names that are in downtrends are going to have a hard time getting out of the downtrends. I would rather stick with the names that have been kind of resting the last couple of weeks uh, but this Live Nation is is a good example of of relative strength and and a reopening, you know. So I, I find this very interesting that you know, when while we're listening to the news about the new uh, COVID um, variant, you know, and and we're still getting the information, you know, about how severe this thing is going to be, and you know, I think some of which you know is going to take time when we hear about if there's not if there's going to be very little hospitalizations, which is a good thing. But something like this to me just sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Live Nation is up six point seven percent and looks very strong here. So, so here is ultimately why uh, I don't think that the United States stock market it, uh, cares about the Omicron variant or that United U.S. investors don't care about Omicron. And it comes back to a lot to, to this chart and actually comes back to the entire market today. Right. On a day when the market is down, like yesterday, ah, Omicron fears way on market. Right. What do you say today, though? What do you say today when we're broadly higher across the board? What do you say today when it's not like Live Nation, one of the purest reopening 
get out of your house and do stuff names is up 6%, right? I mean, the airlines are up today. Um, I and, and you get names like Zoom, which are in the green, but underperforming the broader market. Um, yeah, and, and I, 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 go ahead. Just, I, I just don't see, I just don't think investors, if, you know, and this is, you know, different segments of the population have have different beliefs, but I just think broadly speaking, investors don't care, or or maybe tra- it's even traders, or even the, the, the bots that are trading the market right now don't care and are, are not factoring Omicron into their decision-making process. Yeah, I mean, and that's what makes, you know, what, what we do is, I, I think, one of the most interesting jobs out there. You know, looking through what we had, you know, kind of coming into the week, um, you know, that was, of course, headline filled in terms of, which is not always the way the market is going to move. But things yeah. like Moderna and and uh, Zoom Video, right, they popped and they dropped, which, and as we've been seeing this, you know, since COVID first came about, it seems that it's been diminishing returns in some of these areas. And this was something that we talked about right in the beginning of the day yesterday that, you know, and there was news out for Moderna too. Uh, I, I think it was, yeah, it was Moderna and Pfizer saying that the booster shot is, is kind of a, <laughs> for, for lack of the, the scientific uh, <laughs> uh, terms, I will just say that, you know, it's, it, it's better than, you know, uh, that the results were pretty good, right, for, right. The, for the booster. But, yeah, we saw, the, we saw the drop, and, you know, this is why I use the indicator that's on my screen is that <clears throat> we look for areas where there's been a lot of volume before that you could see, a, you know, basically a, a rally into. And then you want to see it carry through, which is what we did not see. And that that was a great area that if you were long Moderna, you got a really nice date, you know, a a really nice trade. Basically move from 290 to 320. You take your profits and you put it in your pocket and then see what happens around this 320. So I thought this selling off as well as um, a name that you just mentioned, Zoom, too, which I actually traded this on Friday, and, and it, going back to what I said earlier, is that I'm happy to trade some of these names that are in deep downtrends for a day trade. And but mm-hmm. I I have a hard time thinking that this is going to be the area where Zoom uh, video turns around. And and sure enough, yeah, um, you know it worked on Friday. I actually I was debating in my mind because I didn't want to have a lot of exposure going into Monday, but I, I did not trade it on Monday and just watch that. Uh, there, there wasn't much life to it. And that was kind of one of the things that I said, okay, that's, that's good uh, in terms of, you know, what we want to see overall in the market is I don't think that we want to see all these stay at home trades begin to work because then you've, we've got bigger things on our hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would love your thoughts on Pfizer, Christian. I sort of been wait, watching and waiting. When the heck is Pfizer going to stop making new all time highs? Well, it stopped today. It did, and you, yeah, I mean, it's the it's kind of the similar um, situation with 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 Moderna, but it it's been acting very well too because you know last week I, I think it acted so well because the group you know if you go back to that healthcare ETF, you know th- other things like like an Allergan um, or sorry not oh. Allergan, uh, uh, wait is is Allergan still public or do no, they get I'm bought? Of, I, I get these names confused all the time. AbV, I mean, has been super yeah. strong and. And so I think Pfizer also just benefited from being in the group. And I think that, you know, you kind of take some profits into this and, and the next level to watch is, is 6140, which would be the, the next like higher. But, you know, I think 
it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing here either if this thing consolidates a little bit, um, just like kind of it did previously. You know, maybe waits for the 20-day moving average to kind of catch up with the price action, and then we'll see how it responds from there. But I think this was a great, you know, rip to, to take some profits into, um, similar to that XLV ETF. Nice, nice, nice. All right, if you have any tickers for Christian, drop them in the chat. He'll be on with us for a few more minutes. Christian, anything else that's on your radar? Yes. Uh, heading yes. in, heading into the you know, end of the week, long weekend, lighter volume, obviously, for the rest well, of the year. Well, there's so many names. There's so many group. Um, you know, uh, growth names that have kind of perked up today. Oh, I, again, yeah. like to look for the relative strength. I like this. This was a name that was actually not on my radar until uh, one of our members brought this to my attention yesterday. This was a name that had great earnings, right? This is New Relic. Big pop New on Relic. Earnings. All right. Not one I'm super familiar with. Tell, what, what do you know about this besides the chart? What is the mic? I don't know what they did. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, th- so this is another <laughs> this is another software play. Uh, you know, it's it's another software play. It's a it's a database name, which we know about 20 of these names, too. So yeah. where I really kind of separate the, the names is, is the is the price action. And I like the yeah. fact that this thing, uh, you know, just as we were talking about Pfizer, the 50 day moving average did have a chance to kind of catch up here. Um, it didn't fill the, the whole earnings gap, which is fine. But notice how it's above all the short-term moving averages again. And um, I think this thing could rally another five bucks into 112. And then we kind of see have to see what um, you know it, it does from there. Um, if I could just continue with a couple more names yeah, you know, please. That, is, that are similar. And MDB was another name that had really good earnings. And notice that it doesn't look like a bunch of the other names. Like, you know, not to say anything bad about a Salesforce, but or you know Salesforce or some of these other names that have just they've gotten decimated and they're probably going to take need some time to rebuild. I would rather just watch these names and not have to get involved. Like I don't view these things you know coming down this far as a buying opportunity. I view it as weakness. So something like this, which is kind of in that space, it's a little bit of a different uh, you know not exactly the same business, but it is software and a little bit of um, of, uh, of cyber too, but look at how well this thing is held up, right? It hasn't broken down, which is a good thing. And now when you notice that this group is strong, this thing's up almost 7% for the day, right? And now we've got a level to trade against. So provided that, you know, it's 130 now, provided that we get a close um, right around this area where we're A, we're above all the short-term moving averages, which is a sign of strength, and we're inside value now for the month. So I think 518 is a level that you can position against. I like easy trades as well. I know I like that um, if I get into a trade and I've, I've got a level of support right there and it doesn't hold, I'm out, right? There's no questions asked. That's fair. Uh, let's look at some tickers from the chat if we yeah, can, Christian. Please. Chris uh, Papandreas wants you to look at NVIDIA. Yeah, that's a great one to look at. Um, I was getting yeah. really worried about this one as we got towards the end of the week. I'm still a bit worried about it. Um, I, on the positive side, it's hanging on to the 50-day moving average. And I think if it doesn't hang on to the 50-day moving average, I, I think you have to reassess. Uh, I would Right now, for me, it's kind of caught in the middle. It's above the 50-day moving average. You can see I've got a downtrend line uh, that is drawn as well. So I, I would really like NVIDIA to get back above 294. Um, that would be kind of a, 
a confirmation level to say, hey, there's strength and there's buyers coming back into this. So I do a lot of um, setting alerts, you know, on a day to day basis because we, we can't watch every single one of these names. You know, there's so many growth names out there. There's so there's been other areas of the market participating, um, the, you know, that we just talked about. And I think just having alerts set on pivot areas is is an important thing uh, because we just can't watch any of these names. And if you set an alert where you think it's an important level, uh, then you can kind of continue to play other names and wait for NVIDIA to kind of do its thing and wait for those buyers to come back in. Uh, what about Sam, Sam Adams? This stock has been so, so punished. Uh, it doesn't fit the growth tech theme, but it doesn't matter. It's been, it's been a brutal year. And and for the record, full full disclosure, I am a fan of Sam Adams. I love the 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 winner through sure, Oktoberfest. Sure, so. sure, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so th- this has been an interesting one. Um, it's been it seems to be showing some life to it. It had some really nice strength the last couple weeks. Um, we've watched this thing go down, 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 and now it's finally doing something different. So. I still think, it, you know, my instincts tell me that it's going to take a while for this name to continue to recover, but at least now you have a level to trade against, um, you know, because my concern would be that you've got some strength, but uh, my concern is that it would fall back and, and go back into its downtrend. I think 500 is a, is a great level to, to say, hey, I'm going to give this a shot to kind of, uh, you know, even though it's in a downtrend, I'm going to give this a shot to recover. And I know exactly where um, it's going to fail or turn back down, and that would be the 500 level. And you could upside target. I, I would target 576 and then 634. Okay. A couple more here. What about PayPal? I'm sorry. Everyone at PayPal, I feel terrible because I, I, yeah. I think it's a great company, and you know it probably didn't – it probably didn't deserve this, but what difference? What difference does <laughs> well, it make? Well, here's another one too that it it's uh, it's gotten so um, you know the the weakness is not a good thing, right? So again, some some feel oh I got a great dip to buy in in um, PayPal, but I, I think this is a sign of weakness. You could see the stock's up two point six percent today, so I, I don't know if this is if this would be a rip to sell. Um, I would say this is that, you know, either using a low of 185, you know, because if it starts to kind of drift back below here, then I then I think it could actually be a short. Not that I would short PayPal, but just from a technical standpoint. And I would watch the low that it also um, made back on 12.1. But, um, you know, I, again, I think for long term, like this would be this is in my opinion, it's going to take a while. I, I don't think we get yeah. a recovery out of PayPal, but again, I don't like to make part. Uh, let's, let's, let's be honest. How yeah. often do V do V bottoms actually happen? Um, more often than not, it ta- it just takes a while. It does. No? Yeah. yeah. Last so, year, last year, notwithstanding, right. We had a V bottom in March of last year, but you know, that being that notwithstanding, it, it usually just takes time. Right. You know, and, you, you gotta have seller exhaustion. And, and that's a great point to mention too, because I'm I'm my time frame is I do a lot of you know, swing trading. A lot of times it's short term swing trading, but really it depends on your time frame. So if you're a long term investor, like you know, then I think you still want to pay attention to levels because yeah. if this thing starts to break the 180 level, then you got to worry about this stuff down here. Um, so it, it still may. Um, makes sense to pay attention to the technicals but everybody has a different time frame my time frame is pretty short term you know that's short-term swing trading 
um, as well as I do do long-term swing trading as well. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and I was looking at a name too, right? I, I'd like the strength uh, that we're starting to see a little okay. bit of money come back into biotech. Like okay. here's a good example, Biomarin, right? Mm-hmm. Big fall. Now, not the same, you know, um, you know, pounding that it got for, for like PayPal for, for like a couple months. But look at this thing base, right? So it, it's, this is what you want to see after a name goes down a lot or has been in a downturn for yeah. a while. It yeah. usually has to base for a little while and then it will start to kind of recover. And, you know, the other thing is too with this name that I actually bought a little bit of this today. Um, now that it's been going sideways, you got you, it didn't take much for the price to get back above the moving averages, the 200 day moving average. So it, at least, you know, and I'm trading this versus basically $87. But this is how going to your point, I think how most names are, are going to react after they've gone down, you know, an awful lot. The V recoveries can happen, but it's it's difficult. Mm hmm. Uh, this is BMRN. This is Biomarin. Uh, Christian in the chat. Um, Christian Fromhertz uh, is the CEO of Tribeca Trade Group. His Twitter handle is at uh, C Fromhertz. I'll put it up on the screen right now. He's a great follow. Let me make sure I spelled that right. I did not. C Fromhertz. <laughs> there it is. Uh, check him out on Twitter. Uh, the guy's dropping tidbits and knowledge and, and, head, and headlines and charts all day every day uh and uh he joins us every week and we uh thank him for his insights christian as always um happy uh merry christmas happy new year happy holidays uh we'll talk to you again in the new year and uh good luck out there man thanks Sounds for coming great. On. Look, look forward to it guys uh happy, happy new year happy holidays and i'll see you guys soon thanks all right all right have a good one uh okay we're gonna have tim quas on the show in five or so minutes in the meantime i was asked by our very own producer enver uh to please make another plug for the end of year uh benzinga youtube survey so i'm gonna bring that up on the screen right now and put the link in the chat one more time if you want to give us feedback we would very very much appreciate your feedback on our youtube channel so i'm going to put the link in the chat um where's the small link where's the bitly there's the bitly i'm gonna put the uh small link in the chat anonymous survey we're not taking your information at all Please give us feedback so we can get better because we want to get better and we only get better by knowing what, what we're not good at. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So we're going to have Tim Quast on in a few minutes. Uh, oh, and the last thing I want to do, well, not last thing, but uh, before I forget, because I definitely don't want to forget today, is I want to uh, tell you all about today's sponsor, which is, of course, Nightscope. Yeah, they're up on the screen right now. Right now. Right there. Now, check it out. That link on the screen is startengine.com slash 
Nightscope. And here's the situation here. Nightscope is a fully autonomous security robotic company. They've generated over $13 million in lifetime sales and over 1 million hours of field operation. Uh, they recently announced the commencement of their Reg A Plus offering. So they've got over 28,000 investors and over $100 million already raised. Here's how you can learn more. You can click on several links that I'm going to put in the chat right now. Link number one is startengine.com slash Nightscope, and I'll put it up on the screen so you can see it. There it is. Check it out uh, to learn more about the offering. You can go uh, to this link as well, which has more information on what's in the offering, the terms of the deal, that sort of thing. Link number two. And, I, of course, I'm obligated to let you know about the risks of a Reg A Plus offering, any offering. I'm going to put that link in the chat as well. And last but not least, disclaimer, as always. There we go. Okay. Uh, and then I will get to the questions in the chat. What was the question, Shelly? Do I think, or not Shelly, Patrick, do I think 3D companies could be a metaverse play? Um, yeah, I think you asked this earlier, Patrick. Um, so here's the thing about 3D companies, right? Is like, I remember I, you, you asked us this morning because I, I, I looked at it after you asked. And let, let's pull up some charts here. So a lot of the metaverse uh, mania, for the moment, what's up, Aaron? For the moment, it looked like it kind of topped out like a month or so ago. So let's just pull up a as a proxy for the metaverse hype. Let's pull up the uh, metaverse ETF, right? Which is ticker meta. Which they beat Facebook to the punch there. Um, we, we were talking about Unity earlier too. Yeah. So I like Unity. So here's what I wanted to do though. So, so the metaverse hype kind of topped out like a month ago. But let's just compare the performance of Meta with uh, 3D and what what are the other ones? Uh, SSYS, right? Are those the main two um, 3D plays? And I'm pretty sure those are those are your main EV names. And let's just like kind of look at the trend here. Um, so SSYS in blue, 3D in purple, they both topped out before Meta. Um, there, there is some correlation here, but I, I don't want to put too much into that because 3d printing and, uh, the metaverse are at the end of the day, both growth tech. And so they kind of just move with the rest of that trade and that trade has come off obviously in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know enough about the fundamentals about either of these 3d printing names. And if there's no, another one you're referring to, um, please Drop it, drop me, drop it in the chat for me. But uh, SSYS and DDD are kind of the only two 3D printing names that I'm aware of, Patrick. Um, so, could they be involved? Yeah, are, I don't know if they have, if they are involved, if they have deals. Um, the metaverse is such a new idea in terms of capital markets that I don't think anybody really knows, to be honest. Um, if I had to play this, I would play it via the Metaverse ETF. That's my style, right? My style is, okay, 
I don't know diddly squat here. I'm going to just diversify. I'm going to throw my I'm going to throw eggs in 20 different baskets. You know, you've got Facebook, you've got Unity, Meta. Roblox, all these names, all doing cool things. Nike is mentioned in the metaverse. Disney is mentioned in the metaverse. Or all right, here I'll give you my uh, AB's metaverse ETF. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, twenty percent Apple. Okay. Twenty percent Meta platforms. Yeah. Twenty percent Roblox. Okay, that's sixty. Twenty percent Unity. That's eighty. And uh, equal weight. I dig it. Who am I missing? Hold on. Facebook, Apple. Roblox, Unity, 20% NVIDIA. Boom. Okay. Equal weight index. I bet you my ETF outperforms Meta over the next year. Oh. Um, let's let's put that in, in, in a watch Who list. Do, right can, can, you, can we talk to – can I – how do I start making my own ETFs? Uh, we, I, we can connect you with the – an ETF provider. Actually, I'm sure Tim Quas knows. What if I what if what if I just open a, a portfolio of um like an account of an ETF? Like I, I name it my X ETF, and then yeah. after like a year, I can say, "Hey, look, this was my return on this." So they're not an actual. See, the problem with an ETF is you have to launch it with seed capital. You have to have money lined up. It's one of the many. One of the. But many I don't girls. care if other people buy the ETF. I just want to say, uh, um. Yeah. Look, look okay, how so, my so, positions okay. outperform. So you don't want to make you want to make an index. That's what you want. Yeah, you want to make an, the Aaron Bree Metaverse Index. Yep, twenty. Per, 20 yep, equal, that, equal holdings: Nvidia, Apple, Meta, Roblox, Unity. Those are the big five. Those okay. are my big five. Hey, you, you heard it here first. We'll have to make it. We'll make the Aaron Bree Metaverse Index. All right. All right. Oh, I can make it in Etoro. That's a good idea. Hi, <laughs> Patrick. You're onto something. Uh, let's bring on Tim Quast. Uh, from Market Structure Eds to uh, hang out with us for a few minutes. Tim, what's up, man? How you doing? Well, thank you. Well, AB, you're, you, you, I hate to tell you, but you, you already blew it. Because if you want to license an index, you can't tell people what's in it. You, you want to, <laughs> you so you have to say, if you want to be part of the AB index, you're going to have to pay me. Because I use proprietary intellectual property called my brain to come up with the composition that you want, and which is the reason you'll. Well, well, Tim, that's he, he, that's he, he, just he's not going to do an ETF. He'll t- just do an index. Tim, that's just the AB <laughs> Meta ETF, and I'm willing okay, to give that okay. as a little a taste, a, a little tease. Okay, and then if you want the the other ETFs, if you want okay. the other indexes or indices, uh, the other AB indices, you'll you'll have to uh, yeah pay for the licensing. <laughs> okay, that's the entry level product. That's the free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the freemium model. We're doing freemium model. You don't want to know what what else is 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 in his brain. It's so much. (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) The market the market is not ready for that, Aaron. The market is not ready for what's in your brain. Um, All right, Tim, what's on your mind here today? Counterparty Tuesday. So oh, of course. That that is uh, what is what is always on our minds here at Market Structure Edge and Modern IR. Uh, the Tuesday following an expiration cycle. And of course, nobody talks about it. And you say, you bring me on to talk about what nobody else talks about. So if if I just say, well, it's Omicron fears, easing Omicron fears, everybody's afraid of the Fed. Oh, no, wait, we love the Fed, all of that. That is not it. It is market structure. But uh, today it would be Counterparty Tuesday. And you would, of course, ba-boom, ching, ask, 
Ask me what? What yeah. is the, what is that, Tim? There you go. There what you is go. Counterparty exactly. Tuesday? Hey! <laughs> so, I'm here all week. So traders, this is stuff you sh you should know. You, you know, if you're a farmer, you're gonna know if you're farming in Eastern Washington that you want to have your wheat up uh, before October 1st because otherwise it might start to freeze. Well, Counterparty Wednesday. Oh, anyway, okay. Counterparty Wednesday. So okay. in the stock market, you should know what's happening around you so that you're not caught by those things. And so Counterparty Tuesday, it's a term, it's a label that we created to put on this day that follows the expiration of a cycle of derivatives. And realize, this is not a sideshow. 20% of the, the market's capitalization, do the math. So if it's $50 trillion of market cap, 10 trillion of it uh, depends on derivatives. Well, that's a big deal. So a series expires, and then a new series trades that the following Monday, that was yesterday. I, I noted, Spencer, you and I talked about this on pre-market prep, that there was a big drop in ETF demand last week, so what would we expect? Well, the market probably goes down, but then, counterparties who either absorb those losses or now have a book of business that says, oh, we want to get into new derivatives, that stuff then surges the market today ahead of what happens tomorrow, which are VIX expirations. And it could, again, traders, be a decent day because when the market is volatile, there is outsized demand for volatility hedges, which prompts banks to have to buy some portion of the underlying assets particularly perhaps what will tell us. We'll see which direction that demand is going by what stuff goes up and what stuff doesn't tomorrow. But these are very important concepts, traders, because otherwise you're just wandering around with no idea if you're about to step off a precipice. And you don't mm -hmm. want to be in that situation. You want to be aware of your surroundings and know when there is a better probability of a long or a short trade that isn't going to catch you out because something you don't see or understand is happening. Can we get a visual represent, representation of this, please? <laughs> yes, we can. So, Excellent. Uh, if you guys want to do this yourselves, if you're following along here uh, and you haven't done this, uh, go to marketstructureedge.com. You could, you could sign up, name and email. You don't need a credit card. And so you can just follow along. And I, you know, I'll show you a couple of things that are important to know. So here's how we think about this. Uh, I'm going to hide that. We don't want to stare at my face very long. You were talking about these stocks, and we'll take a look at them, by the way. So Unity, here's a great example. Uh, you know, if you want to know when to buy Wait, uh, Unity's ticker U. And oh, also 20% 20, 20 yeah. of the AB Metaverse ETF. Okay. So yeah, let's yeah. go to Unity. Not I, but Y. That's the uh, distinct, yeah. Yes. So, there, so uh, if here, you want to think about supply and demand. That, oh, to me, is very important. Holy so, cow. Right. So... If you're, if you're interested in Unity, now is not the time. Uh, there will be a time. Realize that you can't buy or sell things that other people aren't buying or selling. You can only buy or sell them at better times than everybody else. And the key to that is supply and demand. That's really what the market's about. You want to know where supply and demand is when options expire. What, it, what are things doing? Well, so Unity here is a 1 out of 10 from a uh, demand perspective. No good. That's not good. And from a supply side, while the trend is down, the last few days here during options expirations, that those levels have risen. And so that's why the price is lagged. You have more supply, no increase in demand, the price will go down. But the moment those reverse, so this line, you're following along. If you just signed up for Market Structure Edge, you've got two, 14 days to do this. Just watch this. 
And if this number comes down to trend, and if this number ticks up, there you go. Now you have an opportunity for games, and you know somebody, every, something somebody else doesn't know, supply and demand. It's the most basic and original economics concept, supply and demand. You want to buy rising demand and constrained supply, like buying French fries. Right now would be a good idea. I, I, I know you typically rely on five as like as your yep. bogey, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that that being said, does it have to get there? I mean, rising or rising is rising. Right. It doesn't matter where it starts from, right? Right. It's it's merely the 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 degree of risk. So sure. you have less risk buying things that are above five than those that are below because who knows if it even gets back to five. And all we're doing, by the way, is we're saying let's call demand a ten point scale. That's what we took the data. There's underlying data about the movement of, of behaviors behind price and volume, and we normalize that to a 10-point scale. So what you're doing is you take a higher risk when you buy demand that's at one because it, maybe it doesn't move. Uh, so that's why we say fi- buying, buying it when it's above five is better. And notice the price. Look at unity. So even though short volume was pretty high, right here, this decline to the trend and rising demand gave us gains. And the moment that stops, that's where you leave. Notice that? So it gets to 10 and then supply begins to rise, well, there's your exit, traders, leave. And you would, you would have made some very nice gains and you would have avoided all of these declines. And that's what you want to do. We, we call that take gains, not chances. And all you're doing is using supply and demand to tell you when to do that. And that will be true in any condition. It doesn't matter what the Fed is saying, what's happening with coronaviruses, and there are a lot of, there are hundreds and hundreds of coronaviruses. You're going to have to live with it. It uh, doesn't matter what, what's going on. There will always be supply and demand. And this, this is a timeless principle that you can use to help you know. And so, A, B, you know, you could, if you're, you're publishing, uh, you know, index intellectual property on the, you know, the metaverse play, uh, you can enhance your outcome by saying, I'm putting out word only when all yeah, the hand sides looks good, right? Right. We we can team up on this, Tim. And and, and you mentioned uh, the multitude of different coronaviruses out there. There is a yep. AB uh, coronavirus ETF as well. Okay. Um, okay. So, so we, we, we do have a lot of them and, and we'll need that. Can I guess what's in it? Is it like it's like ramen noodles and mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese and toilet paper? Paper towels. Am I, am I on the right track? Uh, Clorox, Clorox wipes, all those kind of things. I have a COVID-19 uh, portfolio, too. So, you know, there are 11 stocks in it. Tech is the lead uh, sector in that portfolio. The lead behavior is fast trading. That's Citadel. They're in cash before the market closes. They don't own anything at the end of the day. There is a rise in the demand side and a fall in the supply side. But notice it's not very strong. So I'm going to be very selective about trading COVID-19 stuff. And right there, it tells mm. you, okay, we're not really we're not really in the grips and throes of huge COVID-19 fear because if we were, the data would tell us so. I don't see that. You know, here's something interesting though. Look at this. Look at crypto. Crypto's a one, but look at the look at the supply side. So crypto stocks are a one on the floor, but if the supply side falls, could we get a crypto surge? We might. I mean, you want those little tells. You want a little edge that will tell you, well, what's the money thinking? And there's something to think about. All right. Before I forget, because I will forget, uh, Tim, uh, Melanie wants you to address the art art behind you. So um, (laughs) what the heck, what is behind you now? So 
So this, this is an original art piece, but it is not Picasso. It is, it is Stefan Geisbuehler. And so he's, a, he's had some notoriety, and we know him personally, and we have some of his art in our house, and we have a, quite a number here in the office in the uh, conference room. And uh, we just love his work. So uh, we like to support local artists, and he's a good one. And that's what it is. Yeah, but Tim, how many NFTs has he ever minted? I, he's, uh, sadly, Stefan is out of step with the, well, I should check in with him. Maybe he's not. But he's no, yeah. no, there are no Geisbuehler NFTs at this point. Maybe, Yet. maybe I should do that. M yeah, maybe we can that. arrange right. that. And we can arrange that. All right. Uh, Tim Quast, uh, founder of Market Structure Edge, uh, joins us every week on this show. Uh, Tim, uh, I, I don't think we'll talk to you on this show next week. Right. Um, right. And we definitely won't talk to you on Friday because, you know, market's closed. We're all gone. Friday, so market's we're all closed. Gone. So, That's uh, right. Yep. Um, uh, we, we will see you. Um, well, actually, I won't see you, but uh, we, we will have a, a pre-market prep next Monday if you're around uh, for that. I, I won't be there, but the rest of the guys will be there. Um, okay. So I won't see you until the new year. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, I'll talk to you again in uh, 2022. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks, Spencer. Right. So it's been, been great fun hanging out with you. Thank you very much. Always, always fun with Tim. And I always learn something that's not about the market. Today I learned about art. Oftentimes it's some obscure Nietzsche quote or something. Um, I don't know. But uh, Tim's always coming at us from, from, from a different angle, and we love it. So have a good one, Tim. Thank you very much. You guys Alrighty. too. See you. All right. Um, and just to be clear, uh, actually, I know you want to address that. <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, it is one fifty-eight. We got two minutes until uh, we got to wrap and go to the roadmap. They have to talk about. Well, speaking of NFTs, and uh, Tim's artist friend, uh, the roadmap is our NFT show. Um, and I would probably here's what I want to say about the roadmap. It's probably after this show, obviously like our most fun show because the stuff that they talk about is, is so out there and they're really good at explaining like what the hell is going on, but explaining it simply. So if you, if you haven't checked it out, I would highly, highly, highly recommend just check out one show. Just check out one show it's called The Roadmap. It's live every every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on this channel. Um, and Miles and Chris know what they're talking about. And they're they're playing along. Or I shouldn't say playing. They're investing or trading along. They're in they're in it, right? They're in the game. So the roadmap live next. Stay tuned for that. This can you double check the redirect? Yeah, I'll, I'll double check that. And then we also okay. have the uh, Joe Biden. A uh, speech starting at twelve thirty. We'll be streaming that. What I say? Twelve thirty. I meant two thirty. Yep. Um, so I, I, from from what we can tell, it looks like by it's mostly going to be about Omicron. What kind of what steps uh, the federal government's going to take? But to, we're not shutting down. They said right. I, I think it's going to be more about testing. They said free rapid tests. Uh, they're deploying some extra help in certain states that are getting hit hard right oh. now. Um, but I, what I'm curious about is. Uh, Oh, I guess Tiny Pie said there's a funny kid behind us. I was kidding. Um, is there a chance that I know it's mostly going to be about Omicron and COVID? Is there a chance he addresses the build back better? No, no, no. Okay. Um, oh, quick PSA: there is not going to be a Benzinga live tomorrow. 
Um, Aaron Bree will be out, and I will also be out now. So no binging alive tomorrow, but we're, st- we're still doing pre-market prep. We're still doing live trading, just um, no binging alive tomorrow. But we got to wrap. I'm going to end the show today with a commercial for our final event of the year, the last Benzinga Boot Camp. It's going to be a week from tomorrow, one week from tomorrow, Wednesday, December 29th. Did I get that right? Ninth. Yes. Okay. Uh, check it out, this video. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.